Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Six hours, fifty-six hours until the twenty-three NFL draft. See, I gave it to Gunner right out of the shoot. He wanted a countdown. You got a countdown. Exactly right. Oh, who does that? That's how we asks and I deliver. Barrett Brooks. Okay. He remembered yesterday. I said, Rob, don't come on the show today unless you have the exact hours. Am I blue? Yes, you are. I don't want to say anything, but you're bluish. You're you're a little bluish. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hey, wait a minute. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, you're good. Can, you, can your, you see me? Your picture looks good, and your audio is killer. Now Barrett's not blue. I think we're we're rolling. We're off and rolling. No, man. Barrett still okay, blue. he is blue. He's still well, blue. He was not blue for a second. Anyway, yeah. we're, oh, we're, we're gonna okay. do the best that we can. Uh, well, what's up, blue. everybody? I'm Hi, everybody. Blue. We're Sports Take. Hi, Mom, Mama Brooks. Hitting it early. What's up, Mama Brooks? What's up, Mama, Mama Brooks? Let's give shout outs. Let's get Fitness Rebel. Let's get Brett, Little Tone, Robert, Jason, George, Mr. Taz. Oh, Fitness uh, Rebel early. Okay. Queen Bowl, Fitness Rebel early. Oh, what's that supposed to, see, it's, what is that supposed to mean? Fitness Rebel usually joins in X amount of minutes into a show. You don't pay attention. See, you know, it's like the movie The White White Man Can't Jump. See, it's like, you remember when, when, when Woody Harrelson looked at Wesley Snipes and said, you listen to Jimmy, but you don't hear Jimmy. <laughs> See, you you know, pay attention to the things want, that are going on. I just wanted Fitness Rebel to understand that that was a jab. It was oh, not a jab. It was, it Rob, was, was that a jab or an accurate She statement? said it herself. She said it herself in, the, in her chat. She mentioned Thank it. you. Yes. See, Hi, Christy. Attention. Hi, Tyler. Yeah. Hi, Duck. Hi, Miguel. Try to call uh, me out like that. Jeremy. All right. Just for that, today, I'm Gunner. Today. You already got me in trouble today, uh, yesterday, man. You got yourself in trouble because you have no control. <laughs> you got yourself in trouble. Stop blaming me. I ain't do anything. All right, so Fitness Rebel has responded. Don't start picking on me. She'll get John Dickerson after you. You always got something. He's always got something. You don't want that, Barrett. You you don't want that. (laughs) Careful. John Dickerson for reinforcement. Careful what you wish for. Uh, Right, right. What's up, George? What's up, uh, television man? I hope everybody's doing well out there. You guys are the best. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, on this this Tuesday as we are, yes, gearing up for the NFL draft. Yeah, man. Uh, Harold and Kumar already bickering. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's exciting, man. It's exciting because we are in the midst of lying season right now. Everybody is, everybody's trying to subterfuge, as they say. They're trying to to shift you in the wrong direction and send you down the wrong road, man. And you got it. Got to know where to turn, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yep. Yep. That's it. That is it. Uh, so listen, a lot to get into with the draft, including we have the full numbers now, guys, the, the, the entirety here of the, uh, the Jalen hurts deal and Howie once again, and we'll get into this pretty heavy in the, in the next segment, but Howie has given himself uh wiggle room and outs as you would expect. He, he did not hamstring himself or the organization with the back end of this deal. We'll get into that. Um, Sixers are waiting. They're in the, the, they're in a holding pattern right now. Hawks and the Celtics play tonight. Uh, that game's in Boston. Boston just needs one win, and that thing's over. And Atlanta's going to be short because DeJounte Murray 
like a knucklehead, went after the officials and made contact uh, after the last game, and he suspended. So he's not even playing tonight. A guy they desperately need Trust to try me. and stay alive. Trust Get me. a knucklehead. Get a knucklehead. Yeah, he, that, that's I'm telling you right now, that's going to be like the, the 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 rallying cry for this team. They're counting us out. We weren't supposed to be here in the first place. They're talking all this mess about. They're going to use that and they're going to beat them. They're going to beat the um, Celtics tonight. Oh, they're not, they're not winning in Boston. Okay. Oh, OK. What? Like you say back in the day, what? I tried to told you. <laughs> I tried to told you. Barrett's calling it. I like it. Okay. Barrett's got a Hawks win. So that's good. Let them keep yes. beating themselves up. And that also buys and beat a little bit. Absolutely. Time Instead of Saturday, we'll, they'll play win, Robert. Look, let me put it to you like this. Monday. With, the word, with the word being out there, if, if the Hawks, if the if Celtics win tonight, the series starts Saturday, right? Okay. Yeah. So with word being out there, there, there's a possibility Joel could miss, could, could miss game one on Saturday. Boston going for the jugular tonight. They want to get to the Sixers as quick as possible. True. They're going for the jugular. They ain't messing around. I like Barrett's. uh, I'm I'm hoping it goes down that way. Yeah, Uh, me too. I am. And I'm I'm, I'm saying it only because that's that's usually what happens. They get a rallying cross, something, that little extra, the little extra inspiration to go out there and play. You know, I mean, look how Tobias Harris is playing right now. He is right now on fire because the big man is not there. Yes, he is. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. What, what's up? Uh, what's up, Father Sean? What's up? Uh, I got Miguel. I got Steve. I got D1M. I'm not even going to go through the rest, but I see you. I see you guys. Um, so, yeah, did you re? what did you do, Derek? Did you reboot the router? What, what's going on now? How, how are we? Absolutely going? nothing. It was a really windy day. And I don't know about you guys, but in my area, it was a really windy day. Yeah. And this development I have in, they have a lot of big trees away from the homes but a, not not a lot of big trees in the section where I live. Right. So the wind comes through here. I mean, it's like a wind tunnel through this side and, and the people who live on the back side of us. And, you know, anytime we get strong winds, man, it disrupts a lot of things. And then having three people, you know, on the Wi-Fi at the same time working uh, puts strain on it as well. So, yeah. you know, today the weather is calm. It's sunny outside, so we'll see what happens. Right. But Fingers if up. I'm in and out, just remember one thing. It ain't personal. It's always business. <laughs> All right. uh, so there's that. We have the Phillies back at it against the Mariners tonight. This is a team, another team they should beat up on. Mariners come in 10 and 12. Not that the Phillies are any great shakes at 11 and 12, but they're playing better now. Mariners 10 and 12. So Phillies back at it. We'll get into them later. And finally, finally, woohoo! Aaron Rodgers' deal is done. It, it's ah, who you know? Oh, now, let me ask you, Dark. As a as a Packer, yeah. you grew up in in Wisconsin. You're a yep. Packer fan. Yep. I know. As an outsider, uh, I am just really tired of Aaron Rodgers in general, and, and yes. any kind of discussion of him, I, I have fatigue. I have I have fatigue. So I'm happy at least this is now done, and we'll get into details in one second. Um, Where do you stand? Because you are, you know, a Hall of Famer is moving on. A guy who did win mm-hmm. a Super Bowl mm-hmm. is moving on. Uh, you know, one of the greats to ever play the game is moving on. So how do you feel? On behalf of the great state of Wisconsin, we are finally glad this thing is over. Um, when, 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 they, when they did the same thing to Brett Favre when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, there were a lot of people that were upset, number one, um, because they let him go. Brett Favre was like the big kid who never grew up. Everybody loved him because they, they, it was a love-frustration love relationship with a Brett Favre. Brett Favre was this the epitome of this gunslinger. He was just a good old country boy. He'd make great plays, and he'd make some of the dumbest, dumbest mistakes known to mankind. But because of his verbal antics, 
he would say stuff like to the ref, ask the ref, hey, did you fart? Stuff like that. People <laughs> loved him for it. So when they let when they let him go, you know, it was a lot of people that were emotionally hurt by this. Like, who's this Aaron Rodgers guy? And when Aaron Rodgers, his first year struggled, as did Brett Favre, his first year in Green Bay. Uh, but as you saw, we saw Rodgers ascend to what he had become. And there's a lot of people that are intrigued by this Jordan Love. You know, when he came out of college, a lot of people felt that Jordan Love had the, the, the physical attributes and the capability to do a lot of things like Patrick Mahomes, throwing the ball off balance, the crazy stuff, buying time. So a lot of intrigue. Well, as this Aaron Rodgers saga continued over the last three years, I don't know if I'm going to play. I don't know if they want me. People are like, you know what? Enough of this. Enough of this already. And when it got to this point, people are like, can we just get this done? and move on from it. So people basically in Wisconsin got sick of this mess. It's like, okay, you don't want to be here. You keep holding the team hostage. You cause the strain in the relationship between you and the front office. You, you, you basically held this team hostage, which affected them, how they drafted and how they went about their free agent business. So, you know what, as much as, as much as you, you're now in a, in a situation where, okay, we're going to have to take a step or two back, just like Brad Fryer, just like Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is going to go through some growing pains, but he got to tutor under one of the best in the business. Unlike Brett Favre, who told Aaron Rodgers, I'm not here to, I'm not here to coach him. And then Brett changed his ways later. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to tell him everything he needs to know to get him ready. And you saw him come in in that game against the Eagles last season. He looked pretty good against the Eagles in a mop-up situation. Good, yeah. Yeah, in a, a mop-up situation. So as inconsistent as Green Bay has been, the one thing that they've gotten right since 1992 is they know how and when to identify the next quarterback. Think about it. They've only had two prime quarterbacks since 1992. How many franchises can say that when Cle- Cleveland's gone through uh, over 30, yep. you know, multitudes yeah. of, of quarterbacks. So, you know, right now I'm more excited about what Jordan Love brings, even though I expect him to possibly have a losing season until they get this thing right. He gets to grow with a couple of young receivers a young, young, fast receivers. And I'm assuming with the draft capital they got back, they're going to draft another receiver somewhere and they'll grow from there, you know, and see what happens. So mm-hmm. that's okay. where I am. Okay. Uh, so here's the terms of the deal. Um, the Jets get Rodgers, the Packers first round pick in 2023, which is number 15 overall. The Packers get the Jets first round pick, which is 13 so that they go up two spots from that 2023 second rounder, which is number 42. 2023 sixth rounder, which is 207 conditional 24 second rounder. There's, there's also uh, plenty of, of clauses and and bonuses that could be met, which could result in, in more than, you know, just that, uh, that I just read. But I saw a speculation from two different people in the know that said that the jets could now get as many as six prime time games to get the New York market with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they had one Thursday nighter last night, last year. So they could get up to six. Rodgers will also wear number eight. If you remember, Joe Namath's 12 is retired. Yep. He didn't He didn't want to wear, you know, Joe, it's Joe's number, whatever. He wore eight in college at Cal, so he's going to wear number eight for people who care about that. Well, well, he, he you know, actually, um, Joe said that he would he could wear it if he wanted. No, he gave him permission, but, yeah. but Aaron Rodgers chose not to. Out of respect. Yeah. That's good to go. Uh, you know what? He, he he is now not a Packer. He's gonna he's gonna look funny in in Jets in Jets colors, but just from that move alone, it's just turned the tide of the um the AFC East. Oh, well, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna rank the AFC East later. It's now gotten 
really interesting. It's better than out than the AFC West. It's a really good division. Woo! I mean, you, you're talking about a Miami team that if, if giant if if Tua stays healthy, we saw what they were doing with him before he started getting hurt. Yep. With you know Buffalo, who's been knocking at the doorstep for what two three years now. Yep. Yep. New England with the hoodie with a real offensive coordinator, you know, and Bill O'Brien, and now the Jets with all the t- young talent they have with the older guy in Rodgers. So yeah, the AFC East is is in any conversation with you yes, know the best divisions are. here. Look look at who Aaron Rodgers has to throw to this year. Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, Alan Lazard, Nicole Hartman, Corey Davis. It's that's like a, Christmas morning. That's a strong crew. And they have a really good running back if he comes back from that knee injury. Oh, my Hall. goodness. And if not, you still have Michael Carter on the roster as well. Mm-hmm. So they've got – and the defense that's, that emerges one of the better defenses last year. Yeah. Well, that offensive line is um is rebuilt now. <clears throat> um, Connor McGovern. Yep. He's Tom back. Is playing yep. the center. Yep. Makai Beckham is back. Yes. He was hurt last year. Vera Tucker is a really good guard. He doesn't get a lot of credit for it. Um, they got Dwayne Brown on the bench right now. He's he could start at, at, at left t- right tackle right now. Yeah. For Max uh, Mitchell, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah. that offensive line is good. They got a good running game. They got some effective. I mean, they got speed to take the top off of McCall Harmon. Even when he left Georgia, he knew he was going. He was a blazer when he left Georgia. Lazard Allen, he's used to throwing to him. They know each other like you know the back of the hand. Then you got the young guy Garrett Wilson. Yes, man. This this I I I won't. I'm still pissed off with Mims. I mean, I'm glad we don't have him. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm glad we didn't draft him. He's like, oh, I'm scared of Philly. Why would I want to go to Philly? You know. Forget At it. least he was honest. Give him credit. He was honest. He was afraid of Philly. If a guy's afraid, I don't want him. Right. I don't right, want right. him here. Then they got Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a good player, also. Yeah. You know. And hey, that's hey, a that. great draft last year where yeah. you nailed it. You you just yep. crushed last year. So you this, um you oof. you left out Lake and Tomlinson on the offensive line, Barry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you got him. And we didn't even talk about their tight end, CJ Lozama. I mean, I mean, seriously, this team is loaded. Yeah, they're gonna be interesting. You know, and it, it really just comes down to can Rodgers hold up physically? To his credit, he was playing with what a broken thumb, and he had ribs and you know a lot of issues last year. Um, and, and it's the first; it was the most interceptions. I, I have to check; he's thrown in years. Is Vinny anyway. still playing for them? Vinny nope. Curry still playing for him? Um, uh, no, uh, he is not on the roster. Vinny just hit me up a couple of weeks ago. Him and um, Brandon Graham. Where it's some function, and he sent me a couple of pictures of him and BG standing side by side. Vinny is not, and at the time, Vinny told me he still wants to play, but it's wait and see. Yeah. So yeah. he's not on. He's not on the roster. Yeah. Went through a lot of health issues. Yeah, he did. You know, the last couple of years. But yeah, he was good, man. This, it, just like I said, man, this, this team is going to be pretty good, man. Well balanced. I think that uh, you know, now Aaron Rodgers had that that new want to now to go out there and be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe. Like if he's not reinvigorated by this, he's not, he's not going to be reinvigorated. You exactly. Know I mean? Exactly. He's got his coach there. They did everything. They, I, I, I applaud. Oh, that's right. You got Nathaniel Hackett there. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett there. That, I, 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 mean, I applaud um, Joe, how Joe put this team together, bro. Yes. Joe you put know, this just, team together. He took a lot of grief the, the first couple of years because yeah, he, he drafted Zach Wilson but everybody knew Joe was a good evaluator of talent. 
We mean Joe um, Douglas, you guys, for the GM. Yeah, so that's how, and it just took a while. But you can slowly see how he's built this thing with the offensive line, yep. pass catchers, defense. <laughs> I mean, look what he did on defense. His two first-round picks, weren't they the offensive and defensive rookies of the year? Yeah. Who, yeah. who does that? Yeah, Emory <laughs> says Jets suck. <laughs> you know I, what? They, they used to suck. I mean, that's I fandom. That's right fandom. Now. Yeah, that's fandom. I get I it. Okay. I think they'll. I, I think they're gonna. They're gonna be real good, man. They're gonna be real, real good. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I, I, they're. Um, they put themselves in a position now to to be dangerous. You know, that's Bro, for this, sure. This stream is crazy, man. They said the Jets helmet gives them. Uh, they they already start off a negative five. The Jets helmet gives them negative ten. Through all the stats. <laughs> oh my goodness! I like the, I like the Jets' new style uniforms. The helmet is tradition. There's some helmets, you know. We see we see so many changes across the NFL in uniforms and decals with the Rams and and Tampa Bay and so. But when you talk about teams like the Jets, Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, those are, those are NFL history. Those are tradition. Not going to yeah, mess with yeah. those much. Yeah, they Steelers, shouldn't be touched. They shouldn't yeah. touch Steelers, them. Steelers is not going to be touched. Steelers have always had the decal on one side of the helmet. Yeah. They're not going to touch those. Browns won't change theirs. No. Browns, no. No, it seems like that. Um, oh, Niners all damn day. Okay, is Hertz elite? You don't have to ask if Hertz elite. Hertz is elite because he's the number one paid player in the NFL right now. That that tells you how elite he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think when you see the the uh, the progress, you know from when he took over the last couple of games as a starter to what he is now. I mean, he's, he's on a trajectory to be in any elite conversation. I mean, Absolutely. you're talking about a guy who last year accounted for, you know, over 4,400 yards uh, combined 35 touchdowns you know, increased his passer rating from 87.2 to 101.6. I, I would say that's a, that's a massive leap you know, into the elite category. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. You know, Mr. Taz brings up an interesting question. Uh, these, these these comments are going so fast. Where, where yeah, they are. What if, hypothetically speaking, Rodgers pulls a Russell Wilson? It's a possibility. Yeah, I yeah. doubt it. Not with, his, not with his coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett showed he's not a head coach. Nathaniel Hackett was a good offensive coordinator when he was in Green Bay. Yeah, I think there is. that's the difference. I, you know, he if you start – there, I was reading – I think it was yesterday. There, there was a really detailed account. Man, I wish I, I wish I, I know what the source was. I'm, I'm blanking. But on what went wrong last year. So one of the biggest, there were two main issues. One, Hackett just got walked all over by everybody, players, everybody. He, he didn't have enough of a backbone as a coach. Mm -hmm. And Russell Wilson had fallen into some bad habits at the end in Seattle, uh, where it was really just about him and not enough about the team um, and, and both of those things. And the Denver allowed him a lot of craziness last year. Mm -hmm. So those two, I, I think if Hackett is just a, a coach, you know, not you know, Robert Sala, I think is a guy who doesn't take any BS. I think he'll, I think Hackett will be fine. I really do. And, and Rogers likes him. So there's already a relationship built there. It's not like he and Wilson are just being put together and it's new. These two know each other very well. And Rogers is much of a, Say it, say as much it, as say much it. of a B that Rogers can be sometimes. <laughs> if he's loyal to you, he loves you. Yes. And he does yep. like hacking a lot. Yep. Now John Dickerson brings up uh will will the MILF hunter be traded? A lot of MILFs in Tampa and Miami, maybe even Atlanta. No, because the organization came out two months ago and said Zach Wilson is the number two quarterback. He came out and told you that. So he's not going anywhere. Maybe he'll learn under Rogers. Who knows? Yeah, I Who think 
yeah, that makes sense. Like if, if you're trying to resurrect his career or whatever, uh, you know, I don't know how giving Rogers is going to be, but maybe at this point in his career, he realizes there's no threats there. I'll, I'll try and help anybody. And that might, it might turn out to be the best thing. Just sit back for, for a year or two, man. It's not like Rogers is some long-term solution. It could be, a, it could be a few years, but whatever. Yeah. I, I look, it makes sense from their standpoint to try and fix this thing. I don't know that it'll, it's going to happen, but it makes right. sense. Makes know. a whole lot of sense, man. But but here's the thing: he's got to be willing. Yes, that's the big listen. thing. That's I don't big... know about that dude. I don't well, know. He's now getting to a point now where his his you know who he is as a player is starting to be questioned, and I think you know when players start getting too far out, they sit back and think about, okay, let me reel this back in. Now they're knowing me as a nut, and they're not worried about what I did on the field. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that makes him a little more wary to be acting like a nut. Because he's been defined like that for the past three years now, that he's eccentric. You know what I'm saying? That he's yeah. you know a different type of dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? We'll we'll see. He he just like I John Dickinson. What is wrong with him, man? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the last. But you got to put it out there. What do you do now? Look at that mother daughter double dates with the Rogers yeah. and Wilson. Yep. yep. <laughs> See, see, John Wilkerson, John Dickerson has this diabolical mind. He 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 comes at us under a pseudonym on on Twitter and and, and here on 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 um on our show, and he's quite hilarious. And he comes up with this stuff. You know what I think it is? I think John Dickerson sits at home and he's eating these mushrooms and gives him all these crazy thoughts. He's in a darkness retreat in yeah. a dark room somewhere. Yeah, because some yeah. the stuff he comes up with, especially the captions that he sends us on Twitter are hilarious. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you have to wonder about a mind like this. Yeah, well, you Chris know. D's on it too. He's not going anywhere. There's more of a pool in, <laughs> in North Jersey and New York of MILFs than, than there is uh, anywhere else. So, yeah. <laughs> Zach Wilson's happy where he is. He's got plenty. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, look, it, it's uh, – the other thing is too, and this is why Jalen Hurts is such an exception – you know, part of this is you might have talent, but you don't, you're not ready. You're not wired to be ready to take on, you know, the NFL and everything that goes along with that. And I think that's a big part of Zach Wilson. You, you know, he just wasn't mature enough by any stretch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes, makes you appreciate hurts that much more. Yeah. Man. But, but in, in some, some circles of life, he was the envy of America when he, when the story broke out who he was dating and what he was dating. I mean, there are a lot of guys going, Man, I wish I was Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is crazy, man. Yep, think I don't about know. it. Think yeah. about it. I know. I, who knows? Who knows what he's up to now? I, maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe he's in the girls' his own age. Who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Not. they're not. They're not mature enough for him. Yeah, they're not. That's that's true. All right, so we're gonna come back. Uh, like I mentioned, the details are out for the entirety of the Hertz contract. We'll go through that and and how Howie has set up this team, you know, in a good way. Uh, beyond that, you know, we will dive kind of into the maturity thing with Jalen Hurts, some of the other things that he had to say yesterday that we didn't necessarily get into. So there's a lot of ground to cover. After that, we'll keep going with the Eagles talk and get more into the draft, what may happen at 10, 30, 62, 94, 219, and uh, 248, which is where they sit right now. And will they buck the trend? Will they buck the trend of, of not grabbing a running back, linebacker, safety in that first round? Will things change this year? We'll get into all those kind of things. 
when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Let's tell you right now about Bravo Pizza. Perfect time, right? About 1230. You're hungry. Yeah, you're sitting there. You've been, you've been grinding away at home or at the office or you're in the car right now and you're saying, I got to get a little something to get me through the day. Well, Bravo Pizza of Havertown is your spot. They've been family owned since 1985. Alex and his crew, they're open seven days a week. And here's the great thing. All the food is fresh, homemade, daily. None of that sitting under a heat lamp stuff. They offer 20 different styles of pizza daily. They have slices to go. So you got to pop in, get something to eat real quick, get to a meeting. That's the place you want to be. And the other thing is, you name it, they will make it. Yes, specialized pizza the way that you want. But it's not just pizza that they offer. Fresh pasta, sandwiches, wings, wraps. Bravo Pizza of Havertown has it all. And they are committed to the community. They have fundraisers all the time for charities, whether it's schools, little leagues, where those proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Facebook or Instagram for daily specials or promotions. The address is 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, Pennsylvania. That's 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. You can give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. That's Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. 
go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. back yes we are it is a tuesday and we are hanging out by the way tomorrow we will have brian dawkins the great oh yeah all fame uh all-time all-time uh eagle brian dawkins will be joining us so that's going to be absolutely awesome we may have another killer guest too which uh i'll wait on gunner's confirmation on that one before i promote but we may be having two killer guests tomorrow so we'll as a, as a right now that guest says they can possibly do one thirty. They will check with their producer to confirm. All right. If we get any word, we'll let you know during the uh, the course of the show. But looking forward to that tomorrow. All right. Um, Albert Breer of MMQB uh, also does stuff for NBC uh, Sports Boston. A very good insider type, Albert Breer is. He put the numbers out there for the entirety of the uh, the Jalen Hurts contract, guys. And you know, we knew the early years, and they and they weren't you know, very prohibitive uh, from a team standpoint, but the cap hits is what we're talking about. Now, remember it was a five-year $255 million deal that Jalen Hurts signed, excuse me. Um, right. So let's go through the cap hits here. This upcoming season is 5.7 million. Obviously very manageable. 2024, 13.7, also very manageable. This is where it starts to climb a little bit. Um, 2025, it's 22.4 million. 2026, it's 33 million. All, you know, all doable. Um, I would guess they probably try to get that 33 down a little bit, but, you know, we'll see what end, ends up happening here. Here's the interesting part about the, the last two years of this deal. So in 2027 and 2028, he's owed $51 million, okay, each of those years. But the Eagles can pay a $49.6 million bonus mm. and leave the cap hit at 1.35. Same thing. <laughs> this is nuts, right? Same thing in 28. Uh, a $49.6 million bonus would leave them with a $1.4 million, you know, base hit for his his contract. So is that crazy or what? Man? It's crazy. It's crazy. So and by the by the way, by the time we get to like 27 or 28, you could be in the mode of, hey, he's killing it. Let's let's extend this thing again. Let's restructure. There's a lot of things that could be happening on the back end anyway. But you know, the the notion that they're screwed and and they're going to be a team that can't keep players and all that, it, it just it never happens with Howie. And 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 they they have given themselves a nice some nice wiggle room if Jeffrey Lurie is willing to cut those bonus checks. So you know, great job. For, first of all, I don't think he'll ever see the back end of those deals. Howie will come up with something and, and make that, that, that huge potential cap hit disappear as he does. I, it just, it just blows me away that more teams don't approach this the way Howie does. You know, we look at so many teams, you know, this team is cash strapped now because so-and-so QB is making his cap hit is 51 million, 58 million. And yet Howie, now has the highest paid player in the in the NFL 
his cap hit is only six and a half million. It just blows me away that Howie and his 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 uh, money staff are light years of, ahead of everybody else. It's the equivalent of how was New England able to build this dynasty over fifteen years to win fifteen consecutive AFC East titles, go to ten Super Bowls, so and nobody else was able to duplicate it. I just don't understand it. I, I don't, I don't either. know. I don't either. Um, you know, and I I understand too that you all you have to have. You know, it has to take two to tango. You have to have a willing, you know, partner on the other end of that thing. And Jalen and his representatives, Nicole Lynn, who is his agent and and, and clutch and whatnot, you you have to be agreeable to that. I understand that. So it's not like the Eagles can just say, hey, we want to do this. No, you have to. But to me, it's like whatever. If you just, okay, you're going to give me 49 up front. Where's the downside to that? Exactly. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. I got 49 million reasons to come to work. Happy tap dancing and singing a song every day. Yeah, no question. I'm 24 years old, and it 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 just goes to show what type of owner we have, man. That he doesn't mind shelling out that cash, bro. No, he doesn't mind. He signed a check for 110 million dollars a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. 110 million dollars. Yeah. Yep. The the one thing that shouldn't I've, be overlooked that part. No, but the Lurie. one thing I've always applauded Jeffrey for for years is the fact that he has said he likes to hire people and get out of their way and let them do their jobs. He's not one who is always constantly looking over people's shoulders. Now, ultimately, he makes the final decision, but there are a lot of owners, i.e., Jerry Jones, that has to have their hand in everything, right. and it causes a little little nervousness and tension because even when you make a decision, you're looking to see where he is. Or you have to go to him for approval, and you wonder if he's going to approve it. You know, you're, you're trying to make the product better, but he's always thinking, I have a better way of doing things, and it hasn't worked for them for the last two decades plus. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what? I have Howie. I have these these coaches. I have these other people in strategic places. I want you to do your job. I'm hiring you to do a job. I'm paying you well to do your job. If I determine you're not doing your job, then you won't be here. Uh, but if you look at the structure of the Eagles front office, a lot of guys are not fired. Yeah. A lot of guys leave on their own for better opportunities. Right, right. See? So he makes – and word gets out, hey, you work for the Eagles, man. They treat you like a person. They treat you like the person they hired you to do a specific job. They let you be creative. They want you to have input. You know, the the only negative behind that was before how he admitted – he had to learn to listen to other people and look at how he's grown over the last two years because he finally looked at himself in the mirror and said, I have to do a better job of listening to the people around me for input to make this product better. Mm-hmm. And the product is much better over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Well Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, well, look, well said. And there's no, there's not a question. If you, if I gave you guys the choice, and there, there's a lot of good organizations. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there aren't. But if I gave you the choice of, you know, would you choose the Eagles in the top five of any organization out there? I would. Like, I would I have would the Eagles so. in that conversation. I'd have uh, Kansas City. I would say with, so. With Veach, who, who is, comes from the Howie tree, you know, yeah. the Joe Banner tree. Yeah. I would have – I would have said years ago Baltimore. I'm not saying it anymore. I'm, I, I don't like what's going on with Baltimore. I think Buffalo is pretty well run. I do too. Buffalo. Um, I think San Francisco is well run with John yes. Lynch and that crew. Yep. I agree. I agree um, with everything you're saying. Geez, who else? Um, Man. 
you know, mm. um, Cincinnati's pretty what, but they deal with it. That owner's tough. That, that's a tough yeah. owner. Um, but I think they have a good GM and, and good, good coaching structure. You know, I guess hoodie, I guess you put hoodie in there, I, you know, I, because, but yeah, but hoodie calls all the shots though. Yeah. I'm a little uh, leery with the hoodie with some of his decision making lately. You know? I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't question his past history, but recent history. Now that the Hall of Famer is no longer there, things have not been as smooth as they were. Yeah. Um, and the coaches have been a revolving door there. He can't seem to get a coaching staff right. I mean, you know, he was meticulous before when they had that 15 year run of having great coaches, and when somebody left, another one would step up, right. and the train would not stop running. Mm-hmm. Has not been the case the last couple of years for him. Yeah. Oh, the other one, I, I Pittsburgh, I would put in there. Even though oh, they have, definitely. You know, yeah, they haven't yeah. won a Super Bowl, but there's stability there. There's a culture. They know what they want. They draft to fit their system. Uh, yes. You know, they're they're not fly by night knee jerk. Uh, we're firing this guy. No, like, you know, give it some time here. Um, so I would definitely put them. But you know, that's about five teams. I mean, think about it. Pittsburgh's only had three head coaches since 1969. Yeah, that's, that's unheard of. It's in, in this day and age, it's insane. You know, yeah, sometimes they keep a coach. Sometimes they, they they're loyal to a fault with people there. But I was with there covering that team for ten years, man. And it is a family environment. People love going to work in Pittsburgh for the Steelers organization because they treat you like family. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget old, the old man uh, before he passed. God Art rest Rooney. His soul, yeah. Art Rooney. He would and I've told, I've told this story before. Training camp, he would walk up and down the sidelines, and say hi to every media person, and he would know them by name. Hmm. And you wonder how would he know his name? But he took the time to ask the people, whether it's his PR people or somebody else, what's this person's name? You realize how many people are there covering the Steelers, like the Eagles, and you remember that many people's name? Yeah. And I worked with people for twenty something years at NBC. Half of them, I couldn't tell you the names. And I, and I walk by, hey, how you doing today? What's up? What's up, buddy? Yeah, Bro, you have I, no idea how that organization, like, they make all the grandkids yeah. work inside, like the boys work inside the locker room at training camp. Yes, yes. Picking up socks and jocks. Absolutely, absolutely. Make them do it. They have absolutely. to go do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a rite of passage for the kids to do that, man. Yeah. And you talk about community. Dan Rooney was known as one of the greatest stories. Rick Burkholder the former Eagles uh, head athletic trainer told me, and then I confirmed it with a few people in Pittsburgh. There's a little old Catholic church on the north side of Pittsburgh, and Dan Rooney would walk from his house too every morning, and he would ask the he would ask the priest, "How are we doing financially?" And the priest would tell him, "Oh, you know, we're kind of like three hundred something thousand short, four hundred something thousand short." And Rooney would write the check. Okay, let's try to do better next year, like clockwork every year. Wow, wow. he would take care of it. Yeah. That's the kind of people the Rooney family were. Yeah, that's you know. that's uh that says a lot. That says a lot for sure. But the Eagles are in that that conversation with every one of those teams. Um, so just back to Hertz yesterday and some of the things he had to say. And I know some of it people look at it and they're like, oh, here we go again, cliches and all that. But I don't think it's it may be cliched, but it's from the heart. Um, and when you know when he says money's nice, but championships are better. I get it. He's out there putting his body on the line. He wants to get paid. Right. It makes perfect sense. But I don't think that he's driven by money. I think he's driven to win. I do. And I don't think his demeanor changes one bit with this. That's a very valid point. And and, and guys, is it just me? Or as I looked at the various clips of him speaking to the media yesterday, he seemed very uncomfortable talking about the money. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he seems very uncomfortable. I like, agree. I don't want to talk about this. I understand I have to. I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about football. I don't, I don't, you know, the money's nice, and obviously it's money that he never ever imagined when you consider the roller coaster he rode in his college career. But and I don't think that's an act. I think that's truly what Jalen Hurts is. He doesn't want to be at the forefront when it comes to the financial aspects of his life. He wants to talk strictly about football and getting better in the culture and being one of the best teams in the NFC. I think that's his comfort zone. I really do. I, I would agree with you. I, I, I think he did it because he had to do it. And, yes. and I, I, he wasn't up there like, oh, no, he, he was professional about it. But I yes. think he, he got it over with in, in April. That way there's no more distractions as far as he goes, and he can just hone in on what he's got to do from here on out. Like, I'm sure he was the first one there this morning. I don't have any doubt about that. Or what? wherever. Right, right. Back no to the West question. Coast he's the down. first one in. Yeah. Absolutely. He's the first one, and he'll be the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. He's probably looking up players right now that can help him out, to help them with the draft. Yeah. Just yeah. the little things he's, he's he does. It's, it's crazy. I agree. A lot of attention to details in which he prepares for this upcoming season. He's making sure he crosses every T, dots every I. He goes out there, and he's he's probably having to catch with his guys at least twice a week. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's just one of those guys he does that. I mean, I'm sure he does, um, you know, go out every once in a while and partake in the fruits of his labor. But I can't see him being a guy that you, you gave him his money, he's going to be different from what, he, he's, what he's been. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you saw those guys in the back of the room supporting him. They didn't have to do that, but they were there. Mm. Uh, exactly. because they, they believe in him. Uh, and, and here's the thing, you know, getting the character people, yes, you got to be able to play, but getting character people is critical. Like there's two examples that, that just shine in, in, in the spotlight for me. Wentz, Wentz, you know, with, with the, the sort of phoniness that was involved with him and the inability to coach him, the inability, the, 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 the splintering of a locker room. And then you go with Ben Simmons. You know, we all sort of ignored some of the signs with Ben and just said, these guys are super talent, man. He is just extraordinary with his size and everything else. And both of those guys flamed out in, in spectacular fashion, in, in large part because of their character. And, and that's the thing that you can't get away from with Jalen is he's wired the right way. He is absolutely, you know, unequivocally ready for the task at hand. And, and that's going to lead to, I think, a long, long relationship here as long as he stays healthy. Absolutely. He's exact. He's exactly what this organization has been has pining been pining for for years. Um, when they had Donovan, let's face it, Donovan. You know, he 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 said all the right things. You knew Donovan wasn't going to be a troublemaker, but Donovan would say some things that kind of made the organization cringe a little bit. You know. Uh, they brought in Michael Vick. Michael Vick had to win people over, and there were still people, even when Michael Vick was finished here, that didn't like the fact that the Eagles even brought him in here. Um, look at some of the other quarterbacks that have come through this organization. They have not been – Carson Wentz yeah. was supposed to be the poster boy for the next 10, 15 years of what this organization wanted. Then all of a sudden his true color started leaking out several years after he got here. Um, I think this team hit a home run with the Jalen Hurts. Even though the, the Eagles shocked us all in the media when they made the selection, um, they did their homework and, 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 and dotted the I's and crossed the T's on character as well as potential ability and didn't have to rush him to the forefront. 
after giving Wentz all that money. And now he has stepped in and in a short amount of time has made people forget about that guy named Carson Wentz in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they recognized they made a mistake and they, and they wheeled off of it uh, yes. pretty quick. Took a hit, but, but they wheeled out from it. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, if you look at if you look at just from a play perspective, we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, but just you know, from his two years as a starter, he went from and keep in mind, wouldn't he miss two games last year? And then that third game was just he wasn't himself. Right. But he threw for you know almost six hundred more yards. He had six more touchdowns. He had three less interceptions. He brought his passer rating up fourteen points, more than fourteen points. Mm. You know, rushing was very similar. It was 24 yards less, but again, he missed time. But he found the end zone three more times. So he had, you know, 760 rushing yards with 13 touchdowns as opposed to 784 rushing yards with 10 touchdowns. He got way better uh, in his second full year. And I think a lot of that had to do with him. A lot of that had to do with talent. A lot of that had to do with continuity. And the nice thing, even though you lost Shane Steichen, and he gave Shane Steichen some love yesterday at his press conference, uh, that you keep Ryan Johnson there. You know, and having Brian Johnson there, you know, to me, for a guy who was always having to reinvent himself with the new system from his time at Alabama, where he had different coordinators, to the transfer to Oklahoma, to coming here with Doug, to then Nick Sirianni taking over, I think it's really important for him to be stable in in a system, which I think will make him be that much better this year. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. And... The, the expectations now for this year on Jalen increases twofold because, number one, he got him within three points of a Super Bowl. Number two, the Eagles were smart enough to build this team that basically that entire offense is, an, is intact except for Isaac Sayamalu. Yep. So offensively, the expectations go way up in terms of what people expect from Jalen, both as a quarterback, a leader, and as a an ability to take off and run as well. Um he has everything he needs offensively to succeed. Not many teams can say that. Even the better teams go through a lot of transitions based basically because of free agency, whether it's offensive line, pass catchers, running back, so on and so forth. But this team, outside of Miles Sanders and Isaac Sayamalu, is intact. And it went out and get a Rashad Penny right away. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna draft another offensive lineman. And I know people don't want to hear this, but it's very much into playing cards that number 10, if they stay at number 10, it could be an offensive lineman to continue that depth and versatility along that, that offensive line. You know, that's just what they do. They're very, they have shown they are very good at filling the gaps when they have to. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, man. I mean, I, I think we're kind of downplaying Rashad Penny also. Um, mm. <laughs> this, this guy is good, man. Yes, he is. Former first rounder. He is really good. And they got him for a song and a dance. I mean, it's going to be a prove-it year for him. But I really think Rashad Penny is going to be more than what we even um, thought he was going to be in this offense. That's a lot of reason why I don't see Bijan being the guy that they're going to draft um, at the number 10 pick. Hmm. I hate to say it, but that's just not what this Eagle organization because the offense doesn't run around uh, the, the running back. It runs around the quarterback and his ability to make great decisions to hand the ball off or keep the ball. Great decisions than RPOs, whether I'm throwing it or I'm handing it off. Great decisions as far as, all right, in, in, in the drop back pass, I see what's going on on that side, so I push it over to the other side. Yeah. Those are all things that, you know, 
Jalen Hurts is going to be responsible for it. It's going to run through him. It's not really going to run through the running back position. We throw the ball in the first half to open up the run in the second half. So mm-hmm. why do you think that we're going to go out and get a guy in the first round at the number 10 pick for a guy we're only going to give four carries in the first half? How many times are we go into halftime? Like, man, what are we doing? Are you kidding me? This yeah. is some BS. Why are we doing this? And then it turns around for our good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that, that's just me, though. I, I mean, hear you. And look, the thing with Penny is we all know it's about staying healthy, right? And he only played five games last year. He he, he uh, played in 10 games the year before. Um, but when he is healthy, he's a guy who, you know, averaged in one, two, three, in, in four of his five, let's see, yeah, four of his five or three of his one, two, three. Yeah, three of his five years. So he's averaged 5.7, 6.3, uh, per carry. It's just a matter of keeping this guy upright. And if you do, he's going to be successful. Um, exactly. But, yeah, but it is also the reason why they are going to take a running back at some point. Yes. Because yes, of his, are. you know, lack of you know, durability. Well, um, well, let yeah. me say this to you then. Did we forget what, um, what, what, what we had in the, in the backfield last year? You know what I'm saying? Like we have production out of not just, you know, Miles Sanders. You know what I'm saying? We have production out of Kenneth Gainwell that that matched Kenneth Gainwell, uh, that matched um, Sanders, the, what, the last five or six games? Yeah. Kenneth Gainwell yeah. matched his production. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes more yards than than, than, than what he had. Mm-hmm. So it's – I don't want us to downplay what Kenneth Gainwell's um, – abilities are and what his purpose in this offense is going to be yeah his purpose in the offense, he's going to go out there and ball he's going to be kind of the main back in this system mm-hmm. because he can do so many things very well mm-hmm. so i mean i it's just hard for me to really say that we're going to go out there and get a a running back at pick number 10 now, i know the city is going bananas over it and you know i hear now i hear national pundits talking about well B. John Robinson will fit, but B. John Robinson will fit well in anybody's game plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear it's not it. Like he's not a slouch. He's he's a top. He's a top. In fact, in this draft, he made he is a top ten pick in this draft. That's why I say he's going to be right around eight or nine. He won't even be to the Eagles if they wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to draft him. I still think B. John is going to go, and that was the bet. I think B. John is going to go before the number ten pick, anyways. Uh, let me give you an interesting draft. Nugget. Um, Todd McShay of ESPN put this one out there. I'm surprised by this. There hasn't been a draft night trade in the top nine picks in the last four years. What? Say it again. There hasn't wow. been a draft night trade in the top nine picks in the last four years. Wow. I'm blown away by that. And we were laughing. No, we weren't. The- no, because. Um- no. Wentz wow. was, was more than more than that time period. If that's what you're thinking, right? Yes, yeah. I was thinking of wins. You're right. So that's a really the top nine because we had we got Smitty at ten. Right. That's a really interesting nugget because wow. you, you know you start thinking about this and you're saying, all right, we keep hearing how Arizona's open to a trade. We keep hearing how, yeah, I don't know, Seattle or somebody else might be might be willing to you know make a move here. But you know how likely is that? I. Now I see that I'm like, damn! I, you know, I, that's got to come down to asking price, right? Those teams that are sitting up that high have, I'm sure, have had a lot of suitors and a lot of people asking, but they just they won't 
they're, they're asking a king's ransom, mm. you, you know, for whatever it is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just wishful thinking and or we're two days away from it or whatever. Maybe it's recency bias thing. But I do think there's a trade in the top 10 this year, in the top nine. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Um, it feels too no obvious. Day? Is it just draft day, right? Draft day? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. Well, for example, Barrett, we've already seen Carolina move up. Yes, that's what I was saying. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those because this draft is not as deep with the players that usually um, that yep. we usually get at the quality uh, in those late and later uh, picks in the first round. Like when you get from from twelve on, is really. The talent level really isn't at, at, at the level of what you've seen in the past. It's sort of whatever floats your boat. You can make it work for you. Yes, exactly. Way almost. Exactly. Exactly. That's um. Wow, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. So keep the, the teams to keep your eye on from what we're hearing. Um, I still I know everybody's saying Houston may pass up on a quarterback, and it's possible. D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy, and Will Anderson went to Alabama. Will Anderson he could go number two. He could. I still think they take a quarterback. I think Arizona will trade that pick. I do. I do. I think that's going to be moved. And that's therein lies all the mayhem because I think Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, five, six, seven, all have to be looking at defense. Yes, I agree. They have to, you know, and then, and then how does, how does Will Anderson and or Jalen Carter get out of that? Unless you move up. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you hundred um, percent. I think Arizona, you know, they're, they're locked into Kyler Murray for better or worse. They need a lot of help on defense. They need a pass catcher. Arizona needs a lot, you know? Uh, so I don't, I don't know why they would stay there if they can get more draft capital to get a lot younger players to get in the mix. Right now, how to utilize those picks remains to be seen, but this is a team that's devoid of, of, of a lot of youthful talent on that team. And I can see them. If there's one team that can make it, make a move. When I look at the first 10 or the first nine, because we know how he, how he gets that itch, but the first nine teams, I think Arizona is that team that could possibly um, upset the apple cart in terms of consistency of the order. Yeah. They're not in the market for a quarterback. No. They're, therefore they're not tethered no. to that, to that position. They're not. No, no. It makes yeah. sense for it an organization. That, think about how much they need. They need everything, and everybody's trying to get out of there. You got to you got to get as many picks as you can get to start yep. to rebuild this thing and get it right. And you can get an offensive lineman later if you're worried about protecting Kyler Murray and or a receiver later because the receivers aren't as great this year. Uh, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins walks, and no way is yeah. DeAndre Hopkins playing for them this year. You're going to need to do a lot of different things. That's the other part of this. How about draft night trades? I think the draft transport is going to be electric because if you look at the teams and the needs of these teams, wow. I mean, we're we're not we're now trying to jack that number two pick is huge. It's huge. You know what I'm saying? What direction is this new head coach gonna go? You know what I mean? Yeah. What direction? Is he does he like Davis Mills enough? Or is he willing to 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 place his first pick? as the franchise leader and, and hook him up and, and, and hook his wagon up to the quarterbacks in this draft. Mm. Do you see that happening? Mm. I mean, is CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, 
good enough, or or now he's saying Will Levis, are they good enough to hook your wagon on and be your guy the first year in this draft? <sighs> I don't know um, if I'll do that. I don't know if I do that. Yeah, you better be right. You better be sure. Exactly. I mean, you've seen you've seen how teams have messed up and hooked their, hitched their wagons up to to quarterbacks that were two dead flies. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Jets. <laughs> Jets are a great example. It was two only days, it was only two what, flies. You know, three yeah. years ago, and now they're they've pivoted off to a forty year old. Not not that he's any forty year old. I get it. It's Aaron Rodgers, but still, you know. And your guy is is in limbo, basically. Yeah, sitting there in limbo. Think about it. You could run through a lot of these guys, like Darnold, and uh, I, I don't know, whatever. There's a, there's a million of these guys that, that we could recount. Trey Lance is already on a trading block. You know, it, it changes really quick. It really does. It, it flips really, really, really quickly. Um, all right, let's come back here. Welcome back to Florida. Thank you. <laughs> and let's continue with the draft talk because right now the Eagles have 1030, 62, 94, 219, 248. Um, their history suggests that they will not be going anywhere near a running back safety or linebacker, at least in the first round, will they change that this year? Will this year be changed up? And how likely is a trade up or trade back with either of those two first rounders? We'll get into all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, with your hard-earned money, is critical. It is. And I, uh, I I had that struggle for a very long time. I found the right person that I trust and who's done a great job for me. And I want you to find that person as well. And that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610 610- 996-4751-610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? What is up? Thanks for hanging out with us today. We do appreciate that. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, reminder, we will be doing our show from Ocean Casino Resort. Both shows, actually, uh, on Thursday. Sports Take from 12 to 3 Eastern. And then uh, Gunner and I in person, but Barrett contributing, as he always does. They're in spirit, as we like to say. Uh, <laughs> we'll be doing our draft show there on uh, on Thursday night. And here's hoping... Gunner, I have one wish. Let's what? make it about let's make it about us for a minute, okay? I have Sounds one. good to me. Okay. Just please don't trade completely out of the first round where you and I are sitting there dancing exactly. for four hours and nothing happens. <laughs> Ultimately, other than hey, they'll have plenty of picks the next couple of days. No, no, no. Okay, I had to get that off my chest first. Yes, I agree with you one hundred percent. I want to be there for a purpose. I love the ambiance there at Top Golf. Uh, so some of you fans, if you can get in there, come on in and say hi to us at Top Golf and let us know. We always like to put a face with all the names, uh, all the colorful names and comments that are in our chat on yes, a daily we'd basis. Yes, love to see any of our friends here. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a number of the names here that it's like you get to know them personally because you see so many comments from them. And please so tell us who in. you are so we yes. you know when we see it, please. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think we'll know John Dickerson. If he finds a way to get in, I think we'll know him. But yeah, I if you can so. find a way to get in and be a part of it, come on out and say hi yeah. to us. Yeah. You know, like we were Rob, Rob will buy you a drink. You know, as I said, Rob, <laughs> we, we were gifted last year because we got the AJ Brown trade and like yeah. everything just, you know, skyrocketed from there. It, it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had, you know, Jay Jordan Davis also, you know, et cetera, but it was, it was a good time last year. That's for sure. Here's hoping that we get some, uh, some more wild draft night stuff. So, all right. As I mentioned, there's, we know they're sitting there at 10 and 30. Their history does not suggest taking uh, players they necessarily need, depending on, you know, a quote unquote need. So they haven't taken a running, not that they need a running back necessarily, but this is to the Bijan stuff. They haven't taken a running back since 1986 in the first round. And that was Keith Byers. Uh, linebackers in 79. Now I'm not counting edge guys who also could be, you know, like Marcus Smith is also sort of a linebacker, but he was more of an right, edge guy, right, you know, whatever. Right. Since 1979, Jerry Robinson. Um, safeties, it, it, usually they look in the second round. Bobby Taylor uh, was a corner, but they look at like Michael Lewis types in the, in the second round, those kind of guys. Anyway, 
do we think, and this could apply to safety linebacker or running back in, in, in your estimation. Now I'll ask either one of you guys, whoever wants to jump on it first, do, is this the year that we see them change suit? That we see them do something different than they normally have done with those positions specifically? Nope. Okay. Let's see. Linebacker, safety, running back. Linebacker, safety, running back. Are you specifically talking about that number 10 pick? Or 30. I'll take either or one. 30. You said 30? Now, they might do it at 30. Okay. At 30, number yes. 10, it's not a snowball's yes. chance of hell they don't get no. somebody that's no. in the trenches. When you have, when you have as we as I've said time and time again, and as we've gone over this, when 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 the experts have figured there's only 17 or 18 legitimate first round picks in this draft, if I'm the Eagles and I'm in the prime position, I just came off a Super Bowl and I'm standing at number 10, I want one of those 17 legitimate first round picks to enhance my product. So I don't think they would touch a running back, a linebacker, or a safety at number 10. I think they're going to stay status quo and do what they have been accustomed to doing. They're going to find somebody to build this thing from the inside out. And that's why I said yesterday, you know, talking to people, I I said either Jalen Carter, if he's available, or Paris Johnson, if he's available. And I'm going to stick with that until further notice. So, Barrett, you think possibly 30. Yes. Definitely not 10. Definitely not 10. Possibly 30. Possibly 30. Yeah. Uh, and I know Bijan won't be there. Like I said, he's going top right. nine. But a guy like Gibbs, um, I think they could take a look at. Um, a couple of those linebackers we took a look at. I mean, I, I can see them, you know, uh, jumping around there and, and, and getting the linebacker, you know. And, and that's just me being overzealous. I've been like this for the past six years, seven years, that they need to pick up a linebacker in the draft around that area right there man I, I really do think so so um i don't know i mean it's looking like they're gonna go with a two defensive linemen. to me it's gonna be two defensive linemen in the draft it'll be two guys that have their hands in the ground so all right i i i think 30 anything can happen um i am i'll i'll stay firm on they're not drafting if you were to fall there i know you don't think you will marry but if he were to fall there, I don't think they would take Bijan at 10. Um, I think they're going most likely defense at 10. Yep. And then if they sit at 30, 30 could really be anything, honestly. It could be yep. anything. Um, but I think it's going to be defense. Uh, I, I, I I know a lot of people have Skaronsky going there. I don't think it's crazy, but I don't. I think it's more likely it's defense. I think it's Nolan Smith. I think it's Miles Murphy. I think it's somebody like that at 10 ahead of Skaronsky. Yes. I think if it's defense, it does, there's a whole plethora of players coming into play. If the draft starts to slide the way we think it is, there could be a quarterback who sli- who slips up higher than we expected. There could be a run on, on cornerbacks earlier than we expected. We talk about how six of the nine teams in front of the Eagles need defense. Some need offensive help. Some need a, a future tackle, a cornerstone tackle, but they're also defense. There could be a couple of quarterback cornerbacks that go in the top nine, which allows those D linemen to start sliding down. You know, and it, it could, if it's Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, whoever the case may be, it's going to be interesting to see which one the Eagles identify as their number one candidate to uh, come in and help out this defense. But 
that's that's the one thing that really intrigues me. We keep seeing these quarterbacks go up and down. It was C.J. Stroud forever. Then all of a sudden, Bryce Young leaped in front of him, and now we get word that there could be another possible quarterback candidate who may have risen uh-huh. or who the, the scuttlebutt is may have risen, which means other QBs may slide down. All right, so let's go. Why don't we go there? Let's do it. Yeah, uh, do you want to do it now? Let's do it. What the heck? Uh, so Will Levis, there's there's a little late push, I guess, however you want to put it, from some people that Will Levis is going to now go first overall. Um, Pete Prisco, who is, who's covered the NFL for a long time for CBS Sports, has been saying that he's you know he's his guy and he he thinks that that's what he's hearing etc cetera, etc cetera. also on reddit the odds have jumped uh greatly for levis to go first um which when you start paying attention to the stuff in vegas that's a sign that this stuff could be real because that's money that's not just mouth that's not just speculation so when when that kind of stuff changes but the the only thing i would say is just keep in mind, there's a lot of smoke screens out there, people. But yep. yes, Levis went somehow from being the, the fourth guy behind Bryce Young, Stroud, and Richardson to now potentially, in some people's eyes, being first. So, uh, we did, buying didn't this? He, didn't the odds go from forty to one to four to one with him now being first overall? I thought it was. It might have, let me check. Hold on. I'll, what I'll, was I'll it? Hold up. I'll pull it up for you. I'll pull it up. Or ten you. to uh, one, or something like that. Ten to one. Yeah, something like that. Um, Ooh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you buying it? Let me while I pull this up, I'll have it for you in a second. Uh-oh. I'm not buying it because Will Levis is just a lot. He's just too unpolished to go number one. I mean, he's even less polished than 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 what we saw. And Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, I, to me, anytime you're not as polished as Baker Mayfield. You you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna be that type of quarterback now, and they need somebody to play right now. I mean, where could he go? Will Levis could go somewhere like maybe the Titans. You know okay, so I I got it here, Derek. I got it. Uh, okay. So um, in a forty eight hour span, Levis number one pick odds went from plus five thousand to plus two thousand to plus one thousand. Currently plus five fifty. At Fox Bet, something's uh, something's something's yeah. happening here. That doesn't that's not an accident, right? He now yeah. has the second lowest odds of getting taken first, according to Fox Bet, behind just Bryce Young. Damn! So, so he's okay. jumped Stroud. Some he has jumped Stroud. He and he's jumped Richardson. Yes. Wow. So right now Bryce Young is still first, but this has been a major move. That's only in the last 48 hours. 5,000 down to plus 550 is a giant move. When that when the when the, when the market starts moving like that, somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. I mean, teams historically have reached for quarterbacks every year. There's yep. always a reach for a quarterback. Um I I went through the numbers and and I'm going to throw some names at you guys and and to show you how this is not a rarity when teams start reaching for quarterbacks. And I just want you to get, bear with me, Mr. Brooks. And I want you to just listen to this litany of names that I have that have turned out to be first round bust when it comes to quarterbacks. Now, Cleveland is on this list three times. I'll show you how bad (laughs) Cleveland is. Of course they are. (laughs) Cleveland's on the list with Tim Couch, 1999 first overall. I remember that. Yep. 
Johnny Manziel, 22nd overall. Can't forget that. And, and Baker Mayfield, first overall in 2018. We're still yeah. living now, that. Listen, <laughs> okay, now, now listen to some of these other names. Tim Couch. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, D- David Carter, Houston. Heath Schuler, number three overall to Washington. Oh, Jake man. Locker, number eight overall to Tennessee. Andre Ooh. Ware, number seven overall to Detroit. Achilles Smith, a number three overall to Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, Ryan Leaf, number two overall to the Chargers. Jamarcus Russell, number one overall to Oakland. Dwayne Haskins, number 15 to Washington. Now, I just honed in on the 2021 draft, and maybe it's unfair. Oh, oh, oh you to, forgot uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I deliberately left that knucklehead off the list. <laughs> now, let's go to 2021. Zach Wilson, number two overall. Yep. Trey Lance, number three overall. Uh, go back to that 2018 draft. Here's here, now this is just this in the is, top this 10. Is it now, yeah. Okay. Baker Mayfield one, Sam Darnold three to the Jets, Josh Rosen, number 10 to Arizona. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So think about the litany of quarterbacks that have come and, you know, and people thought they can't miss. Ryan Leaf was one of the biggest busts in the history of the NFL. So teams, there's somebody that's going to reach and screw this thing up. Yep. But based on the, the numbers Rob just mentioned from Vegas, the fact that Levis is jumping up now to the second highest possibility to go number one overall, somebody's talking, somebody knows something. Let me I'll- give you this, 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 so a little bit more on this, okay? So there's a Reddit user by the name of Sale Agreeable 2834 an account created six days ago. Posted, Levis has told people he will be drafted first by the Panthers. Then Fox Sports, Patrick Everson, it reported yesterday, even the tiniest bit of information has bookmakers on high alert. When info drops and you have to react quickly, uh, Joey Feasel, who's the lead college football trader for CBS Sports, says this isn't the first time that a quarterback's name has has rocketed up in terms of that. Uh, Levis posted a positive S2 cognitive score test score, which moved some lines last week when that information was leaked. As for his, you know, we all know that he's been up and down on the field a little bit. He's got, if you look at him, he's got the body and all that, but like that doesn't mean anything. We see plenty of dudes who look like, you know, Tarzan, you know, the rest, but anyway, so that, that it's, there's a lot of, I don't know, man, like weird stuff going on here with this and what's real. I don't know. What wait, is in, wait until draft Eve and oh. draft day. In terms of all the rumors out there to start, that just start, just just ex, ex, uh, surfacing like wildfire. Just waiting, and we're all scrambling. We're all scrambling, trying to check information and looking, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, that's that's when it really gets interesting. Tomorrow is when it really starts to get interesting into Thursday. Yep. In yep. terms of who's whispering what and where. You're right. Bro, I got that. goose. I got goosebumps. My my stomach is turning right now. Of all, you know, going into this draft because this draft right here, this is gonna make them. It's not gonna make a break. This is gonna be where Howie Rose was really got to show me how good he is a GM. He's already pushed the. He's already pushed the needle on the team and 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 filling spots that I didn't think he could fill. He's filled those spots, like real in all actuality. This team could go into next season with this roster and be. Very, very competitive in the mm-hmm. NFC. With the roster that they have right now, they could still win the NFC, not just the uh, NFC East, but the NFC with the roster that they have right now. Yep. This is where I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to see how good you are and what your mindset is and your framework of what, what made you take this player here 
and implement this player here? Are you going to get a player that's going to play right now, or is it going to be a project guy? You know, I don't, I don't know what you know direction how he's going to go in. And it, this, 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 you know, this is why this is why my stomach is a knot because for the first time, I really don't know. Yeah. I really, in all honesty, don't know. We knew Smitty. We needed a wide receiver. We needed just like Carter needed liver pills. We needed that guy. We needed that pick. Just this last year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We needed a first round uh, 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 receiver, and we got you know Brown in mm-hmm. a trade. Mm-hmm. But we also needed a defensive lineman to run what uh what 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 they called a, a a thirty front or fifty front, either a fifty front and a thirty front. You need a head up nose. You needed a guy that can go in there and establish themselves as the root hog in the defense. We did that last year. What exactly do we need the most right now? That's why I brought it up like this, Barrett. You need linebacker safety, I think. Yes. You're not taking not that. Go that route. Nope. Not, not a 10 at least. It, but see, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's the biggest needs right now, though. Yep. And linebacker and safety. Even though they can feel the team right now, we'd be so weak in those two areas. Yes. And their quarterbacks are going to eat, eat, eat. They're going to eat all day in the middle of the field. Mm. You, you look at how complete that team was last year. What do teams have the most success against this Eagles defense? Throwing in the middle of the field to the tight end yeah. or to the crossing route. Running and now, you you in the middle of the field. There and you go. The middle, yeah, you had that stout D line, and running right at them was more effective than trying to run away from them. Yep. See. Yep. So. You got a boss linebacker, you can stop all that. You can stop all that mess. Do they have yep. a boss linebacker right now? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so I, I, that, but that again, there that so that would lead to a couple things. Maybe they trade down. Maybe they trade down and they could justify it if they go a little bit lower. Uh maybe. 10 is just it feels like it's such a spot where you got you're you gotta take like edge. You got to take corner. Yeah. You got to take offensive line. And if yep. you needed it, you know, a wide receiver or quarterback, it, it, it doesn't feel like the spot where you take some of the need picks. It's almost the best available grab, which then, then you get into the whole Bijan thing. If he's there too. Right. Well, this is why this is so fascinating. It but, really but, is. But look, but look, look, Ben waiting. Tell me who you would pick then. I'm talking what I know. And right now I know what, what positions we are not deep in. I know that. You tell me, since you know. Well, I say this too. The other thing is, you don't have a lot of depth, even in the positions where you're good. No, right. Like last right. year, you had depth. You don't have that now. You, you're you're thinner along the offensive line, especially if Jurgens is moving to guard. You know, because if if either, you know, a guard or your center goes down, he's going to have to hop over there. Um, it's just a lot. You know, it's a lot. But I keep. I'm going to stay on the. Trying to move up train. I it's it feels like Will Anderson's a pipe dream. I admit, I admit that. But I maybe you could get up and get Carter, but that feels hard too at this point. But well, you're not gonna get Will Anderson because he's a franchise cornerstone right. type of player. You're yeah. not gonna get him. He's Carter may slide. Carter, Carter could just might slide. Carter may slide. Especially especially when this quarterback whole quarterback system starts going. Yeah. And that's when I know, you know, you're gonna get some trades then because if Will Levis goes first, that creates just the whole a, a, thing is chaos, right? Yes, it, 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 now teams are going to be reaching and throwing the kitchen sink at teams that down there at that because like, oh, you left Stroud, you left these guys sitting there. Oh, we got to go get them. 
Uh-huh. We gotta go get them. So yeah. then the floodgates gonna open up of, 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 of <laughs> all right, we'll give you this, 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 and that. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, let me throw one more little uh, log into the fire. Another Todd McShay uh, quote from one of his uh, tweet that he put out there. Quote, multiple sources have told me Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter isn't expected to be the Seahawks pick. Ooh. So you have Seahawks there at five. So if you're assuming Will Anderson goes, you know, then you're talking about does Detroit or the Raiders grab him? I don't think Chicago does. Atlanta, eh, maybe. All right, so look. So the Carolina Panthers, if I go with what we're thinking, I'm still thinking they're going to go with Bryce Young. Okay. Who's Number that? two. Carolina? Carolina. Okay. Carolina. Okay. Then the the um, the Titans at number, pick number two. I don't think also that the new head coach is going to tie his wagon to a quarterback in this draft. So why not go to your your college and get the best defensive player in the draft and Will Anderson? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He picks Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Then at the number three pick, you have the Raiders, right? Is it the Raiders? The number three pick? Yeah. Don't they, no, the Arizona's three. Number three Arizona, is Arizona. Okay, Arizona's Yeah, Ra- Raiders are seven. Okay. Um, if Arizona. Oof. I think Arizona gets Carter. <laughs> or they trade out of that because right, they're looking right, to trade right. out of it. So right. if they trade out of it, then Colts are taking a quarterback at four. But then the problem you have is Seattle and Detroit and the, and Vegas all could go defense. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Vegas could go. Vegas could go quarterback because Jimmy G, he's kind of underwhelming, even though he's back to his his um, his offensive coordinator. He's kind of underwhelming as a player, man. I don't think it's impossible, let me put it that way, um, that they take a quarterback. I don't think it's impossible. But you paid him pretty decently and you stunk on defense last year. Yeah. Can you go with sort of a luxury pick who isn't going to play for the next couple of years versus a defensive player who gets right on the field? No. Nah, if you're them? I think – mm. and, and And McDaniels is maybe coaching for his job. Right. <laughs> no, it's not maybe. Yeah, he is coaching for his job. So I think that he's probably going to lean towards getting someone who's going to help him right away to get on the field, I would think. Right. I, right. And, you know, and where, which way do you go? You go Carter there or, or you go um, um, Tyree I, I, Wilson? Oof. Um, they already have Crosby on one side. I have to look at what else they have. Let me look at them. Um, yeah, they get there's. I know. I mean, last year they had a lot of problems. The defense was certainly one. A of whole them. lot of problems. They had. Uh, they got Crosby and they got Chandler Jones. Yeah. So they need somebody in the middle. Middle. It, it, that that feels like Carter. Either Carter or or Wilson. They have one Tillery. They have Bilal Nichols. Yeah. Um, not a lot behind them. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It, you're gonna. That's why you have to get up if you're the Eagles. You, you're yep. not sitting there at ten. It's not happening. Nope. For either one of those guys. No shot. You got the uh, we know the Colts. The Colts are going to get, you know, do they get now Will Levis or Stroud? I think I, – I, I I would think they go Stroud. I think they go Stroud or Richardson over Levis. I think they go either one of those two guys. Or I don't get the Levis thing. I don't get the Levis push here. I don't understand. I don't it. get it either. I don't get it either. I mean, 
He did run a pro-style offense, not last year, but the year before. Yeah. This year, he was running for his life. Yeah, he got yeah, the he, he hell beat out of him, bro. He didn't have help. Yeah, he no, didn't have like, a lot. There, there's three teams that I could see making a push trying to get into the top 15, and all three are then NFC East. Washington's at 16, Giants at 25, Dallas at 26. If there's 17 legit first-round picks, all three of those teams need players they need to plug and play right away. Mm-hmm. Okay? I look at Washington. Washington has six picks. They pick 25th. Oh, they picked 16th in the first round. They have the and then second round the number 47 pick, third round 97. Look at the Giants. They have 10 picks. They have the 57th in the second round, 89th in the third. Dallas is seven picks. They have 58 in the second, 90th in the third. Those are all all three of those rounds. Those are commodity picks right there. I can see those teams trying to package some picks and try to slide up and pick somebody they really want. Mm-hmm. because they know they've got to try to close the gap as much as they can. The Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, and what's the theory? If you don't win the Super Bowl, you're allowing the opposition to close the gap every year on you, okay? And I can see all three of those teams trying to make a move. Now, Washington's right on that cusp. Number 16, you might – you might mm, – um, you just might – Hold on, right Ben, hey, you what, are you talk- what the hell are you talking about? Why are you paying attention nothing- to this dude? Because this, this is a nut dude. No, he tell what the hell is he talking about? He knows nothing about football. He's talking. He just talks to hear himself. Talk. Well, you, you don't. You, like, you just know what he wanted you to do. Why are you paying attention to these guys? Ignore it. Ignore trolls. He's, I mean, I was trying to say ignore what he's trolls. talking about. Yeah. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody worried about what he's thinking. We know what we know. Nobody's worried about what he's thinking. Talking about. <laughs> he, 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 he's no. irritating just because he doesn't know. He's just randomly talking. He doesn't believe what he's saying. He's trying to get right. a rise out of you. Just right. Well, he did it that time. He got they, it. It worked. Uh, so, yeah. He, I mean, He's look, right. It's all about him. He's right. Yeah, it's all about and, him. And, and, as long as everybody knows it. So, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I think the Eagles, with their aggression, could absolutely be in play for one of these guys. Here's the thing. If, they, if they've if they come to the conclusion and they've fallen in love with Carter or Anderson, what's going to stop Howie from getting to three? From ten, well, the only with the way that, that he operates, you would have to package what ten and and, and uh and thirty, yeah, and and something and next year too. I would think. I would think, think one of those twelve compensation two first rounders. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. Yeah, especially in this draft. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You 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 might have to because just like you said, um, for the draft this year, they're not even bringing in all thirty-two. You know, guys that they say are going to be in the first round, they only bring in eighteen players. That's that's crazy. Never yeah, heard of that before. And their pick is late. If they just stay pat, their pick is late in the second round. It's sixty-two, so it's almost a third rounder. So you, you know, whatever. I'm just throwing it out there. Any of the any look. Here's the bottom line. We we could sit here and we're and this is fun. I love doing this stuff, but it could go a lot of different ways. And you're at the mercy of others in front of you. You don't control the only people. The only ones who control their destiny is Carolina. That's it. Yeah, 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 right. You know, and I believe I'll, I'll predict this. Like, a, a, for, Eagles aside, I think Arizona trades out. Um, I think Seattle, somebody in that five, six, seven, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas does something screwy, and then all of a sudden, every day, everybody's head starts spinning when we get when we get around eight. I think there's gonna be some weird stuff going on. It's my prediction. See, we don't we don't talk about Tyree Wilson either. 
you know, Tyler Wilson is 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 one of those uncut diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And his size, speed, quickness. Um, you know, he's somebody you you could you could build a defense around. He he is that talented as, as far as you know, and he's and he's he doesn't even really um, have the. T- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Technique right now and was still mauling people. He's interesting, you know. Yeah. He'll he could they could probably get down to him, but I, I, I still think get the he could be there without moving, right? Right, right. But I doubt if you can get the Carter. Carter's just gonna take too much to get. He's too yeah. he. If, in fact, if this wasn't you know, if, if it weren't for those two quarterbacks, well, three quarterbacks now, uh, I would venture to say that Carter would probably be the number one pick in the draft if it wasn't for the quarterbacks. His talent level is is that is that high. What what happened in this offseason was the only thing that brought his level of, of 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 you know of competition. That'll be the only thing as far as competition, as far as it, others being able to get into that, you know, get into that upper echelon of athletes in this in this draft. You know what I mean? Because you I mean you look at him and you look at Will Anderson, those guys are the cream of cream of the crop of this draft. Those two are the numero unos, you know, that's one A and one B as far mm-hmm. as best players in this draft. Yeah. Then after that, if you go 1A and 1B, if you're going to go um, two, mm-hmm. I, I would have to say it, it would probably be B. John Robinson, but I know we're not taking him. Right. As well, far as being, you know, somebody in the draft that you would say is, you know, has the highest ratings as far as, you know, bang for buck in this mm-hmm. draft would mm-hmm. be B. John. It would, yeah. If it's, if it's that, if that's what you're going to stay true to, if that's what you're all about, just hey, best available, whatever, then yeah, that's where you absolutely make a case for Bijan for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, so we'll uh, we'll swing it back to the NFL stuff at two, and we'll get into some of this uh, something that Rand Carthon, who's who's running the show in Tennessee, had to say regarding Derrick Henry because there's been some rumors linking the Eagles to him. John Lynch addresses Trey Lance. Uh, a, a big time defensive player has ankle surgery. We'll give you an update on him. We'll revisit Aaron Rodgers. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we're going to rank the AFC East in order now that Rodgers is a Jet. We'll do that when we come back at two o'clock. Coming up uh, next, we'll dig into a little bit of Sixers. We got a Joel Embiid update uh, and a little Philly. So we're back at it tonight as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube. Network, time to tell you about the great folks. I mean great folks at ProAction Restoration. Yes, ProAction Restoration are the people that you reach out to, that you call if your home, a business you own, a property, you may, you may go through the, the, the pain, the inconvenience, the, just the absolute fear of fire, water, smoke, mold damage to that property. You're not really sure how to handle it. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know I went through it with my parents' house, reached out to them on a Saturday, and they got right there. Cleaned it up. Price was right. Crew was professional, clean, very reasonable. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. Uh, ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Yes, ProAction will work in conjunction 
with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. folks welcome on back how you guys doing everybody good good uh rob derek barrett <laughs> on this tuesday um all right so a couple things guys so joel and b has a he's been diagnosed with a sprained lcl lateral collateral ligament um which you know depending on who you're listening to doc river said today there isn't any kind of update in terms of a timetable of when he's going to be able to return. Now uh, the Sixers did practice today. He did not uh, participate in any kind of physical activity 
on the floor. He they had film study, and he was seen. You know, this is like Zabruder film stuff. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my chair here. Zabruder film stuff uh, where. You know, they're kind of looking through the, the the window to see him doing some stretching exercises with their trainer, Kevin Johnson. So that's kind of where things are right now, which is no big surprise. But uh, Shams Sharania of The Athletic is saying that he could return um, for game one. Ramona Shelbourne saying that timetable is anywhere from a week to two weeks. Now, like we talked about the timetable for that game one, if it's Saturday, and Bede will have last played the previous Thursday. Mm. So you're talking about nine days. If Barrett's prediction comes true and the Hawks win tonight, uh, it, it'll buy and bead about 11 days. I hope so, there. man. I hope so, man. I hope so. So that's that's kind of where we're at. We, we're in a – we just don't know, you know, whether he's going to be able to go or not. The, the, the thought is he's going to have to wear a knee brace. It's going to be pain tolerance. Um and that's kind of where you're at. You know, it's, it's, uh, it ain't great. We've been, we've been talking about this since late March. It's not if it's a matter of when we were going to find out Joel Embiid is injured some kind of way. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And lo and behold, first series last year was the second series. That's the first series. Um, I mean, how I, and that's why I said the team has the talent to do a lot of things, but it, 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 it starts with Joel. Joel has to be in the center of this. If I'm Boston, I am te- if I'm the Boston coaching staff, I'm emphasizing today and shoot around tomorrow before the game, tomorrow last meeting before we tip off. It is imperative that we put Atlanta out of their misery tonight. Because if what we're hearing is true, Joel may miss that first game and maybe more. We need to jump on the Sixers team right away. We don't need to allow Joel to get any more rest than possible and that's why you know barrett is optimistic about atlanta extending this thing i think boston with the depth the rotation and they have a killer instinct at both ends of the court i think atlanta's done especially since atlanta's key players out tonight i think atlanta's done they cooked well done it's, i know it's wishful thinking man but I, I just know also in a locker room and winning one for the gipper has a lot of has a lot of weight when it comes to you know the playoffs you know what I mean? And they've already been counted out, pushed aside. And, I, you know, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm hoping they come out with that fight, that killer mentality. Now, you saw that again with the with the, with the the Nets. Nets came out with that same type of killer mentality and still got their butts kicked, sent home early. Right. But I'm just hoping, you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, you know, the, the Celtics are a better team. We all know that. In fact, the Celtics might be the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, just winning one, you know, saying just because everybody's saying it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion doesn't always work. That you know you're supposed to lose, you're gonna lose. Doesn't always work all the time. We've right. seen the Celtics kind of sometimes they get laxed or I don't know what it is, lack of focus or whatever, and 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 lose the intensity that you know that they usually play with. Mm-hmm. You're right, Barrett, because. You look at Miami, they're down two, three key players. They're stomping a mud hole in the Bucks right now. Right, you know? So, I mean, you're right. It's all about desire, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and don't think we're not going to get into buckets, what, what Jimmy Buckets did last night, where he went right, bananas. Right. He went crazy. But, uh, but, you know, the injury that, you know, an LCL is the outside ligament. Yeah. yeah. And if that's stretched or, you know, says sprained, 
it's hard to play defense like that, you know, because I mean, and, and and move around fluidly because it's not just a pain tolerance; it's also structural, and that's the ligament to keep your leg from bowing out. You know what I'm saying? That's different from just having, um, you know, uh, wasn't Carson an ACL and an LCL? Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't feel strong pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Like landing on it. Yeah. Right, right. Like RG three, his was his meter collateral, mm-hmm. and you see when he went in to run run down, he lost all the structural mobility in it, and his his knee imploded. The MCL is on the inside. Mm-hmm. And his knee imploded on the inside, and I mean, he just fell over like a you know a bag of a bag of rocks. You know what I'm saying? He just fell, boom. Yeah. That outside stability has a lot to do with the LCL, man. That's that's a tough injury right there. Okay. That's that's yeah. more than just pain. That's actually structural integrity in your knee. Mm. That's worrisome, man. You know, here we go. Like you said, Derek, here we go again. Um, and well, look, positive note. At least for the first couple of games, you should get a, a fresh James Harden. With this amount of time off, sure. Yes. Um, other guys, the good thing is with Embiid being down in that last game, other guys really stepped up. So I think they're about as confident as they could be going into this thing from a group perspective. Um, but the crazy thing is the way this is playing out in these playoffs. That other series is going to end up being the Knicks and the and the uh, and the Heat. <laughs> like, it's nuts because the NBA doesn't doesn't recede. <laughs> so the, the Sixers are, are at, you're going to have a three seed in the Sixers against a two seed on one side. And then, you know, the other side is what, an eight and a five? No, I think the Lakers are a seven, aren't they? No, I'm saying, I mean, oh, oh. I just mean in the East. I'm talking oh, about in, okay. in the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? So okay. it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you look, when you look at the two eight seeds, what, what is what is the Lakers? Are they seven or eight? Lakers, I, I believe, are a seven. I believe they're a seven. When you look, when you look at the lower seeds, let's see, Tone jumped in here. Okay, the Lakers are a seven. When you look at the Lakers in Miami, they're not your traditional no. seven and eight seeds. Their biggest problem was health. And they got healthy at the right time. Unfortunately, Miami is locked down, down two players. But Miami is that junkyard dog. They don't quit. You can kick them. You can bite them. You can, they don't quit. They keep coming back. You know, and look at the Lakers now that they've settled in into a starting rotation. Now they're playing like one of the better seeds in the, in the West. Yeah. As long as AD is healthy, you well, know, LeBron can work with everybody else. Think, of, think about this. You're going to have likely a seven seed in the Lakers, a six seed in the Warriors advance in the in the West. You're going to have a Knicks seed that was a f- team that was a five seed, and you're going to have a Heat team that's an eight seed. All live to see another round. That's NBA playoffs have been pretty crazy so far. And you talk about Golden State. Golden State is not traditional six seed. They, no. They're the defending champs, and they're a six seed. I know. You yep. know, their problem is they can't win on the road. If they cannot win one game in Sacramento, they're cooked. You know, but I got a feeling they're going to find a way to, to win a game now in, in Sacramento. You know, even as bad as their road record is, if they do that, I think Golden State wins that series. Yeah. But if no, they don't, they're, they're in a world of hurt. Yeah. No, it makes a, it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, that's for sure. But hard to repeat. Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit heavier in a sec. But uh, I want to mix this into Phillies back at it tonight against the Mariners. Phillies eleven and twelve. Mariners ten and twelve. Phillies uh, have won three in a row, so they're trending the right way. Mind you, it was against a bad Colorado team, but nonetheless, they still won. 
Seattle, uh, they've been okay late. I mean, they're six and four in their last 10. They were a playoff team last year. They've really struggled so far this year. And they're in a t- really tough division, too, with the uh, with the Rangers and the Astros and the Angels. The only, the only team that isn't tough is the Oakland Athletics, uh, who are 5-18. and 18. Would you say, Derek, they're on pace for 29 <laughs> wins? They're, right the now, A's. the A's are on pace for 29 wins. Is that Would that be the worst win total in the history of Major League Baseball? Uh, it's got to be, right? Has anybody in 162 games had, had worse than 29 wins? The only thing I've seen worst, and I experienced it here in Philadelphia, when Hinky, um, Hinky, and, and when they won ten games out of eighty-two yep. games, they won ten games. Yeah, yeah that was bad. That was remember bad. that? Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember ten games. I'm trying to forget, but no, I, I remember. And the, and the the, the nineteen seventy-two seventy-three team won nine games. Sixers. So the Sixers wow. have gone through this twice. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That uh, was the worst time we had breakfast on Broad. Did it was the worst time. Everybody I, sucked. Everybody. How could you win? How do you win only 10 games? Yeah, yeah, I know. How is that possible? Yeah, I can go bad. get some guys off, off the street, man, and, and, and fill the team off the street and win more than 10 games. 10 I know. games? I know. It's, well, that's what they were doing. They were getting guys off the street. Yeah, they literally were. <laughs> uh, so good thing here. So the Phillies have hit eight home runs last three games. That's certainly a positive because they, they were slow with hitting home runs. They had 19 total in their first 21 games, but eight in their last three, including four Sunday. Uh, Brandon Marsh has himself uh, four. He's hitting 364 with a 455 on base and a 758 slug and a 1.212 OPS. He's been great. Bryson Stott, 340 average, two home runs, nine driven in, 360 on base, 474 slug, 834 OPS. Those guys have both been. You know, and Bohm's been good. He hasn't been quite as good as them, but that's the daycare guys. You know, they're the younger guys that we're talking about mm. stepping up for them. And, you know, Nick Castellanos, props to him for a 307 start to the season so far. And he's been a doubles machine. He's got 10 doubles. Nobody else even has any more than seven. Uh, so he's off to a great start. And you could be, I would say, within the next three weeks, have Bryce Harper back. Man. That's possible. There you go. That's very possible. Man. Are yeah. you still saying you want to uh you want to send him down to AAA? Um no. I'm not saying no. uh, look. I need to get some work in. I need him to get a little bit of work in. I like work to, on a few little things. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see him get some reps down there, but I understand that it's not happening. You know, the reality see, is it's not happening. See, see, Jim G is saying, okay, Rob, they hit these home runs against the Rockies. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to feast on the period <laughs> team. What if they lost three out of four? We'd be sitting there crying about this team sucks. Pitching staff let them down. They got all this big money in the lineup. They're not hitting the ball. That's what the better teams do. You feast on the weaker teams. That's in any sport. Yeah. So, yes, if, if, if you're starting to come out of this slump of not hitting home runs and you got this big bopper lineup, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's my thing. Like, this is where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. We killed them earlier in the year for for downplay, you know, uh, yes. playing, down the down, playing down to the Reds yes. and those teams. So, you know, this is where you got to give them props, you know, for taking care of their business. And, and they did. So, I look, I, I'm not telling you that this translates to all of a sudden they're going to be hitting four home runs a game. But I, what you hope is, no matter who it's against, it starts to get these guys going a little bit and, you know, and I know it's not really necessarily warmer this week. We've had goofy weather lately, but 
the warm weather's coming. That's going to lend to more home runs, especially with where they play their home games. It's not hitting season yet. Put it right. like that. It's, it's not Charlie, hitting season. As Charlie would say, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 until May and June get here. Late May, up, early June. Yeah, I woke up this morning. It was, it was pretty chilly, bro. It was. I took <laughs> I the dog out. out. I, had, I had nothing but a hoodie on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we could make this a short walk. Yeah, yeah, bro, I, yeah last I, week it was in the 80s, man. I now we're sitting with hoodies on and stuff again. I, I walked jogged a mile today. I walked Did you? jogged. Yes. Walk, jog, walk. I do that I too. <laughs> like I, my arms look like I'm going real fast. Uh-huh. And my legs are going nowhere. <laughs> you get the cardio though. If the if the arms move are moving quick, you get some <laughs> I'm going like this, and my legs are going like this. <laughs> hey, it's, it's something about that cold weather that contracts the muscles, and you sitting there going, "Hey, man, this didn't feel as loose as I thought it did." Man, hold up, yeah. the <laughs> knees, the, the 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 you know the hamstrings and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know they don't loosen up as easy to do when no, it's 75, 80 degrees. No, they don't. That is correct. But hey, real friends. Off top, I'm sorry, but real friends don't let friends drive drunk. Real right. friends don't go fishing without Here other friends. Here we go. Uh oh. And Captain Tony is going down to Marathon, Florida, and fishing without me. I need the stream to back me up and say, "Real friends don't fish without friends." Well, considering that he sent us pictures of you sleeping more than fishing, maybe he needs some hardcore fishermen that will stay alert from start to finish. <laughs> when I'm up, though, I'm giving a hundred percent. When you're up. <laughs> oh man. Yes, my fillers are hurt. Yes, yes, my fillers are hurt, man. Kevin Tony said, I need some fishing. hardcore fishermen. He yeah. needs some hardcore fishermen in the boat. Bro, I would go. I, I wish I could go, but I'll be doing this damn draft. I wish I could do the draft from the boat. You know I do, man? too. I wish I could, too. <laughs> wow. And when like, the Eagles come up, hold up. Uh, before I give you my thought, my line just bent. Pole just bent. I'll be right back. Hold up. Hold that thought. I'll be right back in about a half hour. <laughs> like oh, I said, it's going to be a weird night Thursday night. I just think there's a, I, I think it's not just the Eagles. It's around the entire NFL. And I what think do you mean? This, I've, I've never seen a draft this underwhelming as far as players. And, you know, it's really starting to, I'm still sort of see why the NFL did that. I, I mean, that's, that's great. You brought that up. D-Gun. I'm, I'm, I mean, cause I'm glad you did that. Cause to me, it makes a lot of sense because I was feeling that way, and because the NFL is not – they're not bringing up all those players, it's kind of vindicating my feelings of, oh, yes, you, you're, you're right because they aren't. They don't look good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it is. Barrett, even if you get past, like um, – maybe you can make a case for Tyree Wilson, but, like, like most people couldn't name the third edge guy, or they couldn't name – like – it's just there's yeah. not a lot of depth here at these right. positions. A lot of people couldn't name the best wide receivers exactly. that are, that are going to be available. It's, just, and, and it's see, really and different. See, and see, Tone is right. You know, Tone just sent a message. He said a lot of these guys that potentially would be picked in the first round, especially the middle to the latter, would not be first round picks in past drafts. Ah, da, da. That's that's the big see. thing right there. See. That's huge right there. So even at the number ten pick, if the value's not there, you really think Howie will stay there and pick an underwhelming pick if the value's go. not there? There you go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Josh Norris, who is uh, a guy I follow on Twitter. Josh he, Norris, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of fantasy stuff and, and, and other things. And he's, he's good. He's a good follow. Um, 
But he's been on this, hey, Will Levis is not happening at one. He's been pretty hardcore on this. And he got a quote from uh, from a Caesar spokesperson. Or actually, I'm sorry, this was to ESPN. And they said, quote, there definitely has been an uptick. There's definitely been an uptick in the number of bets on Will Levis this morning. But no huge bets right now. That, But still, his odds have the, – there's no exaggerating how his odds have changed. They've like, shot up. They haven't just gone up gradually. Yeah. They've shot up. See, so, so again, somebody knows something or somebody's has heard something, and now it's all of a sudden the rumor mill is hot about this guy for some reason. He was not even considered one of the top three prospects up until yesterday. Yeah. And all of a it sudden, make boom. Sense, right? It doesn't make sense. No. Just, like, just like the Henry rumor just didn't make sense. Yeah. Are you and, kidding me? The other thing is, like, have you guys seen the video of him eating a banana with the skin? No. He eats the Ooh. banana with the skin. Ooh. Will Levis. Just for that reason, I can't draft him. <laughs> Just on that alone. Wait I'm sorry. With the skin. Yeah, with the right, right. You know, just give me it. And let's go. I'm not peeling that bad boy. We're, we're oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta look better. Oh, yeah. Go to go to jo- go to Josh Norris's uh, uh, Twitter feed. You, you'll see. You know, he's he's shirtless. The guy's jacked. I get it. Whatever. But he's sitting there eating a banana with the skin on it. Sorry, we're done. That's nasty, man. Come on, man. Yeah. You know how dirty those banana peels are? Oh, dude, it's gross. I, I don't care if it's clean. It's disgusting. Oh, I'm sure, man. I'm sure there's some kind of health benefit, some kind of protein. Yeah, that's all right, I, then. If that's the case, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm good. I'll be let let yeah. me eat badly if that's and the plus case. It's, plus, it's like a rotten banana, too. Oh, it's gross. It's it's like all – yeah, ew, it's it's skeevy. Like, I, I see that, <laughs> and I don't want to eat anymore. Yeah. Now, I will say this about – I will say this about overripe bananas. My wife loves the overripe bananas because they, for some reason, when she makes banana nut bread, they're better banana when they're softer. It's not sweeter. to the point where they're, they're, they're sweeter. Yep. And they're bruised, and she, they're sweeter. Yes. And she waits until they'll get ripe, not rotten, but ripe. And she'll use those to make her banana nut bread, which is unbelievable. Hey, I, I, plant to those. Plant to those. Plant to those, same thing. Plant to those, 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 those bananas that are not really bananas. Oh, plantain. Plantain. Plantains. But yeah. they call it plantanos in Spanish, whatever it's called. Okay. Bruh. You, they wait until the, the skin on the outside turns black, and then they mash them, then they fry yeah, them. Yep. They're good like that. But if you get them, if they're still, like, yellow or green, yellow, yeah. it's just real, like, they, yeah. they don't taste good at all. But yeah. I, I can see a banana. I'm not a banana dude. I'm not going to eat a banana. I'm, I don't like I don't like bananas? I don't like banana pudding. Mm-hmm. I don't like the texture, what? and I don't like the banana itself. I'll take banana-flavored stuff. Like, I eat banana bread. Right. I'll eat, you know, banana maybe shake. But I am not eating the banana like that. I'm grown now, so I'm just not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I am grown. I'm a grown man. I will not eat a banana like that. No, yeah, I'm not eating banana. That to me is, ugh, uh, I saw that. I was like, <laughs> no, and I'm done with Will Levis. Good luck. You know, wherever you end up. All right. Um, all right, let's come back. NFL. Uh, there, there's some interesting twists and turns here uh, with some, some addressing certain situations. We talked about the Derrick Henry rumor yesterday. Rand Carthon, who's their GM, talks about the Derrick Henry thing. John Lynch gets into Trey Lance a little bit. Uh, we'll talk more about the Rodgers trade and rank the NFC or the AFC East. We'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That is Derek. That is Barrett. I am Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. And they're just a quick phone call away and they are experts trimming all types of trees and they serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey and Northern Delaware. 
Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, got some pretty good weather right now. It's a great time to get your trees evaluated before the summer winds and rain, all that heaviness rolls in. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Hour number three, man. Hey, man. Yes. Yes. I just looked at the Will Levis video. That's some Brett Farr kind of mess right there. What they're eating the banana with that? And he's doing it straight faced. Uh, uh, I told you, man. Yeah, no. The, you know what? He he might be the kind of quarterback <laughs> that people will run through a brick wall for because he's different. If this is his true character, see, that's what people love Brett Favre, man. Brett Favre 
Brett Favre is never going to be identified as the best quarterback in the history of the game. Mm -hmm. But he was the toughest SOB to ever play the position. That man set a record for consecutive games played for a reason, okay? You couldn't knock him out. He was like that weeble wobble. You knock him down, but you couldn't knock him out. That dude played – I remember one game, he stepped to the line of scrimmage. Green Bay was inside the five-yard line, and he stepped back, threw up, called a timeout, went to the sideline, went back to the huddle, and threw a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, that's a different mindset right there. See, hey guys, hold on. I got to make a quick run, all right? No, no, yeah. no, no. You, if we got to be here, you got to be here. No. Right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, man, don't disrespect me like that, man. I know where you live, man. You better oh get back God. on here. Um, so Brooke, I'm calling your mother. There he goes. I'll be back. All right. Um, <laughs> so a couple things, Derek. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Um there were rumors linked to potentially Derrick Henry coming to the Eagles in a trade. And we, I think the three of us all were very much in unison that it made very little sense on a lot of levels. Uh, the Eagles aren't going to pay what he's owed. Uh, he's going into the last year of his deal. Um, it just didn't make sense on a lot of fronts. And he, he, he missed time the year, significant time the year before, et cetera, et cetera. So, Rand Carthon, and take this for whatever it is, but Rand Carthon, who is, who is the general manager, he's back. Hello. Hi, Bart. Uh, who is the general manager for the, uh, for the Titans said, we're not shopping him. Um, you know, and he hasn't, he hasn't taken one call on him. So again, everybody lies. GMs lie. It's that time of year. I get it. But I, I watched it. It didn't come off to me. He was sort of like, this is a nothing story. That's, that was, he said, I get it. People have to to get content out and get clickbait this time of year, but there isn't much to this one, guys. Or whatever. I don't see it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think about – I'm trying to see what type of offense in the NFL he could go in. I can't see him being in anybody's offense except for – I can't think of any. Nobody runs the ball like like Tennessee does. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Not even not even the Ravens. They run a variation of of running a rock, but for the most part, they throw the ball 50-50. They run and throw the ball 50-50. The Tennessee Titans, I've never seen a team run like they run since back when I played. Yeah, it's old school. Yeah, very part of that old. is they don't trust their quarterback enough. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Well, yeah, like I, I don't think that's happening. He may get traded. He ain't coming here. No, like I told you guys yesterday when I put that out there and asked the questions for people I know inside, they said, number one, people number one, people just like to talk bleep. Number two, they don't know what they're talking about, whoever started that rumor. So that's when I knew that there's no way he's coming here. He doesn't fit what they do here. Exactly. There's no such thing as a quote-unquote feature back in his offense. Absolutely. And the guy – they don't run the ball enough to suit a Derrick Henry here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're not paying a Derrick Henry that kind of money. Yeah. Not even close to it. And Barrett, you were talking about, you know, he's an eye back, which means he needs, you know, because he's such a big dude, he needs it to build some steam up before he attacks exactly. you exactly. with his punishing <clears throat> style. That's also not what the Eagles like to do. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. So, all right, there's that. Then there's John Lynch. Uh, who is the, who runs the G who runs the 49ers. Now this was a little, the tone of this one was different. He said, look, we're not actively shopping Trey Lance, but 
we're listening. In other words, I, I think there's a lot more to this than there is to Derrick Henry. I, I would, I don't know if he ends up anywhere. I don't know that he ultimately ends up getting traded, but it feels to me like they're trying to move him. Like they feel like they have a bit of a log jam there and they're trying to, but my, I guess my question would be, you know, two years removed, what do you, what value are you getting back for a guy you moved up to take in the first round? There you go. How diminished is that? Like how much, 50, 50 cents on the dollar? You know, is that what you're getting back in return? Would you be happy with a fourth for a guy that you moved up to take in the first two years ago? That, that's a big, that would be a big mistake on their part to give up on this kid that quickly. I mean, where are you going to go for a quarterback? They don't, they don't pick until the third round. And, and it's a compensatory pick. They have the 99th overall pick. You're not finding a starting quarterback. Your, your Brock Purdy probably is not ready for the beginning of a season. What are you doing for a quarterback? You've got a team that's built. You didn't pay Javon Hargrave $84 million to come in there and be patient. You paid him because you expect to be a serious competitor now. Uh-huh. And whether it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, whenever he gets there, those are your two best options right now. So – what what would you trade unless you can somehow and I don't think anybody would at this point trade a pick high enough for a Trey Lance for the Niners to get back high enough in the first round to get another quarterback. Yeah. Which makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think the if you're really banking on you know, either you feel very I don't know how you would feel super confident that confident that Purdy's ready to go. But if you feel good enough about Darnold the first couple of games, I, I'm sorry. I just don't agree with that, if that's what you're going to do. Unless yeah, you really yeah. have determined Trey Lance can't play. Unless you've come to that conclusion. But you haven't seen him in any games. I, and I know yeah. they've seen him in practice, but he's hardly played at all. Well, he started the season, got hurt early in the season, so you don't, you don't have a full evaluation of him. Yeah. How do you well, he got hurt early. Yeah, he got yeah, hurt very early. early. Yeah. yeah, that's how what do you, How do you evaluate what he is or is not? You can't. Yeah, so that, that would be a bad move on it. If they made that move, I can't wait to see what they would do in terms of. There's nothing left in terms of veterans on the open market that should pique your interest. Everything left on the open market is basically scabs. I mean, yeah. to be honest, to be quite mm-hmm. honest, you know, um, your your other quarterback's not ready. Garoppolo's gone. So what are you doing? I don't know. I mean, you have so many other, like you said, pieces in place. You got to be real careful with the quarterback thing and and make sure that you're right. Um, That's for sure. So Brian Burns, who is one of the, I think, most underrated defensive players in in the NFL uh, for Carolina, had right ankle surgery, guys. Um, Now, the good news is it was early enough that he'll be ready, they say, at least for week one. But, you know, Carolina is going to be counting pretty heavily on that defense because they're going to be likely very young at the quarterback spot and maybe some other spots on that side of the ball for Frank Wright. That's a that's a big one. Better hope he's right. They say it's a you know it's, it's nothing that's going to be a huge setback to him, but he is going to miss some time here, and there won't be much training camp for him. You know say. what, Bear? I'm going to put this in Bear's wheelhouse because this has always driven me nuts. When you have players every offseason that know they need surgery, whether it's minor surgery or major surgery, they wait till May, April, June, or July to have this surgery. Why is this, Brooks? If you know you need it, why would you not get it in fe- February to expedite your return? Why would you wait until May, June, or July to have a surgery that you know you need it? Well, it's not always that you know you need it. I think it's more so they try to see if there's other um, – if they could get a, a, a different opinion. Nobody really wants to cut on themselves, D-Gun. Nobody wants to have a surgery if they don't really need a surgery. 
And if the doctor comes and tells them, hey, you can just rehab through this as opposed to getting the surgery, they're going to go try to rehab as opposed to getting the surgery. If you have a, you know, if you have an injury that, you know, you know you're going to need the surgery, then nine times out of ten, the guy's going to go get the surgery. You know what I mean? And not worry about it. But if there is a means in which you don't have to get the surgery and, and you could get going without it and you'll heal up fine, they'll probably do that more so than anything. There's not a lot of people being like Ronnie Locke going out there and cut their fingers so they can keep playing. Believe that, bro. Yeah, I get that. But B. Brooks, if they needed, if they needed to get four, five, ten opinions, you, most team seasons in in January, early January, you could have ten opinions before the end, middle of February. Absolutely, absolutely. You have the best of the best physicians, trainers, and doctors at your disposal at the NFL level, and that's why it always drives me nuts. Player X, oh, uh, August first. Uh, he needs to get this scope to clean up. He'll miss the first three weeks of the season. He could have got it cleaned up in February. Yep. Yep. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Well exactly. said. Yeah. Well said. I, I hear you with that. Um, all right. I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but uh, the Packers. Oh, geez. General manager, Brian Gutekunst. But bless you. G <laughs> U T E K U N S T. Uh, says I still, that, I still can't pronounce. It. I know it's not an easy one. Uh, but he says they're not rebuilding. I don't know how you trade Aaron Rodgers away from a guy, and I know where they took Jordan Love, but he hasn't played basically. And say this isn't a rebuild. It, it is a rebuild. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. We all know what it is, and they're they're. I think they're they're going to be a bad team this year in general. I think they're I do too. The end of the floor. I do too. They, they, I don't know about the end of the floor. Um, yeah. I'm not because, blaming them. I think no, he no, might no. Get, the, get the blame and be the scapegoat. I think because now they're in a transition, they got young receivers. They have a young, untested quarterback. I think he's bought himself at least a couple of years. You know, everybody said, you know, it's easy to come out of the gate the first three seasons and win 13 games when you got a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's see what it's like when you don't have them. Well, they went through the struggles last year, finished eight and nine. Now you don't have that Hall of Famer anymore under center. You got the future under center with untested receivers. They haven't picked up any receivers in free agency. The offensive line needs to be patched up a little bit. Defense is suspect. So he's bought himself a little bit of time. Their, their Pro Bowl offensive tackle, uh, you know, Bakhtiari has come out and said it several times on different podcasts and shows, we're in a rebuilding year. But yet the GM is trying to masquerade it and saying, oh, we're not in a rebuilding year. Anybody who watches the game of football understands you're in a rebuilding year now. Mm-hmm. Not retooling. You're rebuilding with a new quarterback, with young receivers that still have a long ways to go in the game, and you need a number of pieces on that defense. You are rebuilding. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, I see two teams certainly with uh, with the, the Lions and the Vikings that are better than them. Absolutely. I don't. I don't see them. You know, being a wild card team uh, no. because there's going to be too many coming out of the East. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think. This is the, the bit of a step back. It doesn't mean they're going to be buried for years. If Jordan Love can play, yeah. right? we'll turn it around quick. Well, I, mean, I think Jordan Love can play because they wouldn't have expedited this if he couldn't. He wouldn't still be on the squad if he couldn't. So I think I think that Love can play and run this offense. And I think the reason why Gutekunst said that is because he doesn't want uh, the team to believe that he is. Right. They believe they can go on a status quo with uh, with, with Love and they not miss a beat. We know differently, but he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to put it in that type of um, perspective, especially with fans. I mean, it's going to piss them off. You just let them go. You, now you said, I mean, it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. You got to go through that process. And they're in sure. the process right now. Yeah. They're in yep. that process. Yeah, well said. It's going to be interesting how that how that plays out with them this year. And we're going to find out a lot about their other players too. Um, yep. And now all of a sudden, it's not just Rodgers dragging along these young receivers. The good thing is a lot of those guys got great experience last year, and they'll be better for it. You know, the Watsons of the world and some of those other guys. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how good they are defensively. All right, so in in revisiting the Rodgers trade now uh, that, that he is headed to the Jets, thought we could look at the AFC East. AFC mm. East and rank this thing because it's a good division. I mean, I, I would – I think the AFC East and the NFC East are the two best divisions in football. Oh, one through four. The AFC East and the NFC East. All right. So look at it. Like, let's just real quick put them on hold. You go to the NFC North. I don't know what the Ravens are going to look like because I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to be a Raven and, and whatever. And they, they've had a lot of injury issues the last few years. I like the Bengals a lot. I think the Steelers are going to be good. I think they're a wild card ish kind of team. Cleveland could go either way. That's a solid division, but I don't know if it's as good completely collectively. The South, it's Jacksonville and a bunch of teams. Yep. Mm -hmm. The West, it's Kansas City and teams that have a lot to prove, like the Broncos, like the Chargers, like the Raiders. I thought last year that was going to be the the conference. Uh, We all thought that was going to be a division. division. But I I will still say this about the AFC West. Now you have Sean Payton is a new sheriff in town in the West. You still have the best collection of starting quarterbacks in that division. Yep. And you've got still got some premier talent that all those teams went out and got on the defensive side of, of that. I would say I would say to me the AFC West is still right now as I look at it, number two. Yeah, then it's still the, the second best division in football. Well, yes. how many so I, I'm just going you're right. I mean, there's a lot that's changed, but the only team that made the playoffs, right? The Chargers, they didn't make it, right? No. Nope. The only team that made no. the playoffs was Kansas City out of that division. I know. Yep. Yeah. I know, but, but stack up the QBs. No, you're right. Stack up the QBs to, to the NFC East. Then you go yeah. to the, the NFC North. It's Detroit, who I think is going to be, you know, playoff team. And then it's yep. Minnesota and it's Chicago and Green Bay, question marks. Yep. South, all question marks, yep. you know, uh, across the board. And then the West. <laughs> that's horrible. That's the worst conference. It's bad. The West, you have San Francisco and you have Seattle. You know, I don't, yep. I don't think LA is good, and I don't think Arizona is good. So mm-hmm. you're right, Derek. I mean, you can make a case with the West, AFC yeah. West, for sure. Make a yeah. case. Um, all right, so let, but let's let's dig into the AFC East. So you have Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. You guys are ranking them in terms of you one through four, four through one. What's your order now, knowing that that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet? <laughs> Knowing that if we're just assuming to a health, which is, eh, and then, you know, the other two teams, Buffalo been close and, you know, whatever. And, and then the hoodie. So how would you guys rank them? That's tough. Cause I mean, when I look at it with the, the addition of, of a rod to an already good defense, um, they have playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Do I put them at one over, Buffalo Bills, you mean they had great coaching, great quarterback, uh, really good defense. So I, I, I would just say I would have to put Buffalo still number one mm. with a tight, tight, tight number two. Like it's almost like one A and one B with the Jets. Mm. Then I'd go the Dolphins, 
and then I'd be New England. And New England's not shabby. You know, they're they're they're, yes. they're right there also. Like they went eight and nine, and the Dolphins went nine and eight. Um they're right there, man. They're right there. But mm-hmm. I think we're bringing in a rod and who he is, and I mean he's like it or not, even though he likes to smoke shrooms and be in dark places, he is still a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Be in dark places. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he is, man. So I'd have to go Buffalo, Jets, Dolphins, and then the Patriots. All right. I'll I'll, I'll go, Derek. I'll, I'll go. Um, so my order, I would still – Absolutely have Buffalo because I, I haven't given up on them. I haven't written them off. I think nope. this is the year they got to do it, but they're still the most talented team. They have a stud quarterback. I do believe in Sean McDermott. Um, I think, I think Josh Allen knows he needs to clean some things up and be a little bit smarter. So I'll take Buffalo one. The, the, the second spot is the hardest for me. Like Barrett said, I, I have a hard time with the two spot because I, if, if Tua can't hold up, Miami's got all kinds of talent. But if they don't have a quarterback, it doesn't really matter. It's who's back? Is Bridgewater still there? Who's the backup? <laughs> that was my guy, Skylar mm-hmm. Thomas. Uh, Thompson oh, right, Skylar uh, Thompson, Kansas yeah. State. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a big fall off right there. And then, so I, I, I would, I'm going to slight lean the Jets in there at two. <clears throat> Miami gets three because I can't trust two as health. And then it's the Patriots. But if Tua stays healthy, I could put them at two. If Bill O'Brien has Mac Jones looking like his rookie year, New England's going to be a problem. And you could have a really tight, bunched-up race there with yep. all four of those teams. could be close. You know, you could be looking at a, a bunch of teams that are like 10-7-ish, and 11-6 mm-hmm. and six around there, and could really vie for, for playoff spots, all of them. There isn't one of those teams you, 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 you discount them making the playoffs. Nope. I think Mm-mm. New England's got the longest odds. I do too. Yeah. I'm right there with you guys. Uh, it was a tough struggle. I still have Buffalo at number one because their components for the most part are in place. It's going to be a, a, a while for Rodgers to get comfortable with. I believe Garrett Wilson's going to be his number one guy, but it's going to take a few games for them to get on the same page the way he did with the Devontae Adams. Did you know that the AFC East had three of the top nine defenses in the National Football League last year? I did not know that. Three of the top nine. Yep. The Jets were number four, uh, Buffalo number six, and the Patriots were number nine in defense. Wow. Um, Buffalo was number two in offense. Miami was number six in offense, and New England was 27th. The Jets were 26th in offense. I expect that to significantly improve with Aaron Rodgers. They were they only averaged 99 yards a game rushing. I expect that to improve. They only averaged they were 29th in point score, 17.4 points a game. I expect that to improve significantly. I expect them to be right there slugging it out with Buffalo for that division title. The Jets went one and one against Miami and the Bills. They were 0 and two against the Patriots last year. Buffalo went one and one against the Jets and Miami. They were two and zero against the Pats. Miami went one and one against Buffalo and New England and the Jets. The New England went one and one and one, zero and two against the Bills. One and one against Miami. Zero and two against the Bills. Two and zero versus the Jets. There's so much parity across here. The only difference is the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Buffalo has Josh Allen. If he comes back, Miami has Tua, and we know what Tua could do with that offense. Can Bill O'Brien restore? Build and restore Mac Jones. That's a big question mark there. 
Yep. But there's so much parity there. Health is going to be a big factor uh, along the way. Um, when it look when you look at points points allowed defensively, the Jets were giving up 18.6 points a game, number four best in the league. Buffalo number six, uh, number two, number two giving up 17.9 points a game. Miami gave up 23 and a half. New England only gave up 20.5 points a game. <laughs> Damn. See. So there's a lot of parity across this league. I expect them to be knocking each other off. The big question mark is how will these teams fare against opponents outside of the division? Yeah. That's going to be huge because they're all basically playing the same schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference is my uh, New England gets the fourth place schedule, so they're going to get a, a couple of teams that are, they should win against, you know, compared to Buffalo getting a first place schedule, which will be a little tougher. But they're going to play a lot of the same opponents based on division you know, a couple of divisions each team gets per year that you have to play. Well, the Eagles, right? The Eagles will dip their foot into that pool. They they play at the Jets. Uh, They play the Bills home. They play the the Dolphins home. Um, And at New England. At New England. Those those are going to be four rugged games. Mm -hmm. Rugged. Four rugged games right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got to bring that – I mean, they they, don't have a defense. We'll travel, man. Yep. Defense say, you better bring a lunch pail and a hard hat for those games. Yeah, yeah. bro. Because you're going to yeah, be putting I, in some work. Derek, that's good work. I didn't realize uh, th- those numbers defensively, man. Those, oh, my goodness. That's strong. I sat here and did all these numbers, and I'm like, there is so much parity across the board when you look at them. Now I expect that Jets offense to equal that defense. Think That defense was number four. No, people don't. They were the number four best defense in the league. Hmm. They gave up less than 18 points a game with no offense. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and 10, uh, large part because of the quarterback thing. If they yep. got yes. an okay quarterback play, they probably sneak in. There's no question they do. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You know, the Milf Hunter just killed them. He just rushed them, bro. The only time they played better was when Mike White was in there. Mike White got got hurt. So think about how much how much pressure was put on that defense, how much stress they were under because they had no consistency from their offense. Yeah, and they still held opponents down to eighteen points a game. I actually like I like Mike White a little bit. I do too. I don't think he's great, but you know he's he certainly was the best of that lot. (laughs) That group that they had. You had Flacco, who was a thousand. You had you know. <laughs> He's like he was a thousand years old. Well, I mean, come on. Like, let's face it. You know, it was it was getting. Oh, th- you know what? That's who the, do- the He's the backup. Mike White's the Dolphins' backup. That's not that's a, a bad backup move. to have. Yeah, that's a really good that's move. Actually, that's not a bad not a bad backup to have at all. But, uh, based on what Teddy Bridgewater didn't do, Teddy Bridgewater broke my heart last year. Yeah, he hurt you. He hurt mm. you a little bit. Um, I thought this would be interesting. So. Um, the, the XFL averaged 622,000 viewers across ABC and all their platforms, NFX, in the 2023 regular season. XFL in 2020, only you know five weeks long since the COVID shutout, averaged 1.87 million. Now, mm. we were a little bit more of a captive audience, right? So uh, if you compare it to last year, they averaged about 715. So their numbers are slightly down. Uh, did you guys watch much? I, I admittedly did. I did not. Watch a lot. Yeah. I think the most I ever watched of any game was a quarter of any game. I, I watched a little bit of uh, a couple of St. Louis games only because Anthony Beck, who we've had on the show before, yes. you know, I, I like him and he's the head coach. So I was hoping, you know, rooting for him, but I didn't, 
I don't know, man. I and I love you. We all are addicts for football, but I just yep. I don't know. It just didn't hold my interest. It just yeah. There were a bunch of no names I'd never heard of before, and even though there were a few scattered players that had um, a short standing NFL, but didn't 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 last. It was just nothing that really held my interest. The only the the thing that had piqued my interest the most were the color schemes of the uniforms. Yeah, you see a bunch of teams out there. I said, I'm looking at like ten different Oregon teams out here. <laughs> it's, all yeah, these color schemes, man. Uh, <laughs> last thing I want to hit you guys with, then we'll come back and we'll really go into the NBA playoffs. Um, the, the Allen Robinson says that look, I got a lot left in the tank. He, if you remember, he's in Pittsburgh now. He got traded there. Yep. You, you what do you? I, I don't have high expectations there uh, for him. He's just kind of really sort of floundered the last few years. Uh, he's only yeah. 29. Do you guys have any expectation for him in Pittsburgh this season? <sighs> he was in a pass-happy offense like the Rams that didn't flourish there. The Steelers are more of a balanced team. They've always – one thing they've traditionally been, they love to run the football. And your, and your pass catchers are an afterthought for the most part. They want to establish the run. They want to establish the physicality in the trenches, and they want to run the football. And they've got a really good running back there. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's going to flourish in Pittsburgh. I mean, pick Kenny Pickett got much better when the season as the season progressed. Can he take his game to the next level? Mm, don't know. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Yeah, that's 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 you know what. It it could be it could you know it could go in a different direction also because they're so good at running the ball. It's going to open up everything else. Uh, like, you know, with Hines and, and you know, those, those guys. Antonio did the same thing. We were so run-heavy. The teams have to put that eighth defender in the box, which opened it up for the guys on the outside. Yeah. And he'll be on the opposite side of George Pickens. Yeah. That's 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 a pretty good uh, – that's a pretty good wide receiver tandem right there. True. Um, and then, you know, Deontay Johnson, who's the better of all three of the receivers, you know he's going to eat. So, I mean, just by default, he might have a better season – because nobody can do that. You know, nobody can have just one. Um, you can't just hone in on one guy. They're going to try to stop DJ. They're going to try to stop Johnson, but everything will be opened up with uh, for, for, for George Pickens and, and, um, and Allen Robinson also. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, let's come back. Uh, we'll do some NBA playoffs. Jimmy Butler goes insane last night. Lakers uh, and LeBron has a, has a momentous game as well. We'll do birthdays. We'll do movies. All those kind of things. When we return, don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Razor technology. Yes, Razor technology and infrastructure. IT infrastructure environments are more, are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin, and it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor.com. 
Razor-Tech.com. That's Razor-Tech.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. We are Sports Take, final segment of the program. We appreciate you hanging with us. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. All right, let's talk a little NBA playoffs. All right, Jimmy Butler last night, guys, drops a 56-piece um, on the Milwaukee Bucks. It wasn't just how brilliant he was, and he was absolutely brilliant. He dominated the game. He took it over. But it was a combination of things. Giannis comes back, so he's playing. It's not like you were you were taking on Milwaukee without Giannis. They had built a pretty big lead. I mean, as much as Miami tried to keep cutting, it was it always felt like it was like nine, even if they went on little runs. Yep. And, you know, you thought, all right, you know, Miami's probably got one more run, and then maybe they cut it to five, but ultimately Milwaukee's going to handle them. Not the case. They got oh. up, actually did uh, did Milwaukee, 101-89 with 6.08 left in the game. And Miami proceeded to just go on an absolute tear 
after that and end up winning the game 119-114. And on top of everything else, it was a huge game because that puts Miami up 3-1. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it without Hero, without Oladipo. Yep. But you know, Butler just refused to let them lose last night. It was that simple. The Bucks got exactly what they deserve. No, plain and simple. They got exactly what they deserve. This whole series, if you watch it closely, they have continuously allowed Jimmy to own the paint. He pulls up in the paint and nobody's in his face. Now, the Bucs are supposed to be one of the better defensive teams in the league. They haven't come close to Jimmy when, he's, when he drives the paint. He pulls up, sticks the jumper on him, and I'm sitting there going, what adjustments are you making? Bobby Portis only played like 13 minutes last night. How, how's that possible? Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to use your weird. length. That was yeah. really weird. You got to use your length. The, the, the reason Milwaukee, the, one of the biggest reasons why Milwaukee has, Milwaukee had the best record in the regular season is because they have one of the taller teams, and and, and they make it difficult for you to drive the paint and get all these easy floaters. Miami has been killing them with easy floaters, so that's why I sit here today and go, Bucks, you're exactly where you're supposed to be because you haven't lived up to expectation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're right, but Barrett. I mean, that, that kind of pisses me off, though, man. Come on, Rob. What? You, sh- you what? should be mad too, Rob. Why? Because he's because, already cushioning his the. Because the, the yeah, he, he and he started this about a month ago. He's like, man, yeah. this Bucks team, man, they're looking real human. These I'm like, come on, man, Just stop, 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 stop. The Bucks <laughs> are gonna do this. No, man, I promise you, man, they're not. I mean, yes, they're they're they they can shoot, man. They can shoot threes, but man, what if they're not shooting? They, they, you know, they used to be a pretty good defensive team. Now they're not playing defense where they used to. Start saying this about a month ago. Now I can't make fun of them. Now I can't, I can't ride him now. You know, what you, know you know why, Mister Brooks? Being a Wisconsin loyalist, I have watched from the Wisconsin Badgers to Market Warriors to Bucks, Brewers, Packers disappoint too many times. Now <laughs> let's, let's look at let's look at Wisconsin's basketball and, and football teams. They will always put a competitive product on the field, but they don't get the four and five star athletes. They get the two and three star athletes. So they are good, fundamentally sound teams. They might win a conference championship here and there, but you don't talk about Milwaukee, uh, about the Wisconsin Badgers in terms of competing for a national championship in football or an NCAA tournament win against, but it's not going to happen. You don't talk about Marquette. Marquette feels a good basketball team once every four or five years, entertaining. You know they're not going anywhere. The Brewers are never going to spend the money the Phillies, the Yankees spend to make their team as good as good. Milwaukee always – you look at Milwaukee Brewers' record the last several years, they're a good team to get to the playoffs, then they eventually bow out. Um, you look at the Bucks. I was shocked that they won the NBA title a couple of years ago. But Milwaukee, if you look at them historically, they're a good team, get to the playoffs, and find a way to screw it up just like they did last night. And then, of course, there's the Green Bay Packers. And I don't even want to go back too far in their history, but I'll just go back to a few years. Now, you look at this Packers team that finished first in their division in 2012. They lose a divisional game to the 49ers. They should have won. They finished 12-4 in 2014. They lose the championship game in overtime to Seattle that they were beating the you-know-what out of Seattle and blew that game. All right, let's go to the Packers in 2015. They lose a divisional game in overtime again to the Cardinals. They should have won. Go back a a couple of years ago, they played a 49ers team. They were the number one seed. They scored one touchdown and lose (laughs) a special teams play. Special teams, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. See, unlike unlike a lot of fans – you know, especially in Philly, you know, when teams are going bad and somebody says your team sucks and everything, Philly fans want to argue with you all day. When was the last time your team won anything? My motto is, oh, yeah, what's your point? I agree with you. What's your point? 
I yeah. agree with you 100%. So I'm immune to emo the emotional roller coaster that consumes so many fans. I'm a fan. But if they win, great. But I expect them to, to basically fizzle out at some point short of the destination. Well, so I, Barrett, there's only just to back to the heat for a minute. There's only a handful of guys in sports who could take over a game virtually single-handedly like Butler did last night and do what he did. That that was a, a virtuoso performance, man. It was incredible. You called it Jordan S. Yeah. I said I said the same thing. He just he just would not be denied winning this game, man. Let, let me ask you guys this, not to not to put salt in the wound, but you cannot be a 76ers fan and watch what Jimmy Butler did last night and just not have a knot in your stomach of what could have been had the Sixers been smart enough to keep him here. Yeah. I mean, there's two things that really, really dig into it. One, both those guys are gone he didn't get along with. He didn't get along with Ben Simmons. He saw what Ben Simmons was. He saw right through him. Tried to yeah. tell everybody, this right. guy isn't that right. guy. Right. And he didn't get along with Brett Brown. I, I think probably right. because Brett Brett was still defending Ben at that time. So, yeah, I, I'm uh, absolutely it still hurts. It, it hurts. It kills. Because you you could over you could deal with Embiid not being 100% physically if you had a guy like Butler who could just take things over. Right. And, and, and was a killer in big spots. It's, it is a shame. It is a, is a waste. But that was an unbelievable performance. We'll see what Milwaukee's made of. You know, I'm not writing them off. Um and Giannis, I thought, played pretty well, all things considered, you know, last yeah, night. He never yeah. had a lot of help. I thought he and Lopez were awesome, but not not very many other people were. No, no. Bobby, game. you know, um, Middleton fouls out, played the dumbest game. Then last terrible. six minutes, the last six minutes, the Bucks turned the ball over like I've never seen them turn the ball over before Yep. this season. Yeah. You know, and, and dudes are making dumb mistakes. Nobody cut off the lane for Butler. Mm -hmm. They just let him, let him do what he wanted to do. I think it was – if I'm not mistaken, what Butler did last night was the fourth individual highest point total in a playoff game. I'm not That's right. The 56 I'm, ties a couple yeah. of guys, but there's only been three greater performances ever. It was uh, wow. Jordan, Elgin Baylor, and was it Donovan Mitchell? I think it was those three guys had the highest totals ever, but it was the fourth, fourth largest scoring ever. All right, now out west, the other game last night, Lakers go up 3-1 on the Grizzlies. LeBron goes for 22, 20, and 7 in that game. Here's, here's where a, a couple things. Let me just point this out first. So after the game, Dylan Brooks wouldn't talk to the media. Like, <laughs> dude, you can't be the villain guy and, and not show up after a loss. You can't go running. So I thought that was weak. But anyway, LeBron. It's very weak, win. man. Yeah. You um, know, here he is supposed to be this, this, uh, this villain. And he can't even go to the press conference. Come on, man. Yeah. Give me a yeah. break. You know, you if you're gonna if you're gonna be that guy to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be but that guy, he couldn't do it. Positive note, LeBron's in his 20th season, man. And getting a 22 and 20 game last night with to go with seven assists is crazy. And they're really dangerous. Lakers that trade and getting AD healthy. Yeah, man. They are really dangerous, that team. The I'm West is you. as wide open as I've seen it in quite some time in terms of who could come out of the West to compete for the NBA title? Because uh, I, I, Denver's good, but Denver just is facing an inferior opponent right now. I want to see when they get to the next round just how good they really are. But any other of those other teams, Sacramento's the only one I'm still not sold on. They're a great story. Young, energetic team that's, that's got that fan base going in a feeding frenzy. 
But when it comes down to it, Golden State has a, a, a good claim. Lakers now, Phoenix, you know, those those are the teams to me. I mean, Denver, if Denver continues to shoot the way they're shooting, I mean, there's any one of those four teams that could emerge as, as the Western champion. I agree. I agree. Well, especially when you look at what's happened with the Clippers. Kawhi's not going to yes. play again tonight. Yes. Uh, Paul George is already out. And that series is three one. I can't imagine that that Phoenix doesn't doesn't finish that tonight. Right, uh, that, I agree. That, that's that's going to be they're they're done. That the the other series out west goes back to Denver. They're up three one with the T Wolves. I you know Denver's probably going to close that out. Um, you know, and then the other ga- game is the Hawks and the Celtics. And you know we talked about it earlier. Not having De- Dejounte Murray does not help anything. Uh, if you're Atlanta, that's going to be really hard to begin with. And, and now you're without him, so that's a that's a bummer, but it has been a really – it's been an interesting one. It's been a playoff of injuries. Giannis banged up. Paul George banged up. Kawhi Leonard banged up. Tyler Hero banged up. Victor Oladipo banged up. Joel Embiid banged up. I, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of guys, a lot of major, major pieces here who can't stay on the floor for their teams. That's crazy, man. You know I mean? Listen, look at the list of guys. You got. I mean, these are, these are top ten guys in the league mm-hmm. that are uh, – you know that are out, man. I mean, Giannis, you know, comes back. He came back this last uh, this last game, man. But he's been out a major portion of the playoffs. Um, Embiid, you know, it was only a matter of time, man. But damn, man. I mean, that's I was preaching that from the beginning, bro. We have got to figure out a way to get him more healthy going into the playoffs. And then when yeah. I was pissed off, he shouldn't have played back when I was saying he shouldn't have played. Nope. Yeah. Nope. He should not have played, man. Going yeah. to the playoffs healthy, you can beat anybody. I don't care when you play them. If you're healthy, you can beat them. But if you're not healthy, you know, you don't have a snowball's chance, man. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, let me read this statement uh, from Nicole Lynn, who is Jalen Hurts' agent. She tweeted out about seven minutes ago, thank you to the Eagles organization, Mr. Lurie and Howie Roseman, for working diligently on a win-win deal. Howie was instrumental in getting Jalen the contract he deserved while also accomplishing Jalen's number one goal, ensuring the Eagles can build a championship team around him. And that speaks to, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier with the way that the contract is structured. Um, And just to circle back, if you missed the beginning of the show when we talked about this. So the way the the cap hits that the Eagles will take next year for Jalen's contract, which is five years, 255 million, it'll be 5.7 million next year, 13.7 the following 22.4 22.4 and 25, 33 million in 26. The interesting thing about the 27 and 28 seasons, uh, the cap hit would be 51 uh, million for each of those years, but the Eagles can pay him a signing bonus, basically a bonus of 49.6 in each of those years and leave them with a cap hit of 1.345 and 1.4. So uh, it, it allows the Eagles a lot of flexibility. So that's kind of what uh, mm. Nicole was referencing there. Nicole, who is his agent, who also represents uh, Clutch and some other NFL players. Uh, so there's that, um, which you know I found interesting. The Phillies lineup is out. They have a 6:40 start time against the Mariners, and we'll get into the uh, to the uh, birthdays in a minute. But the Phillies lineup for tonight: Stott leads off at second base. Smart. Yep. Turner hits second at short. Schwarber's yep. DHing. Castellanos is, is in the cleanup spot playing right. Alec Bohm is playing first base. He will bat fifth. Uh, I'm sorry, sixth. 
JT Real Muto will bat fifth and catch. Uh, Sosa will bat seventh. He's got Marsh in the in the eight hole, which is kind of mm. interesting in center field. And Christian Pache will bat ninth and play uh, center field. Bryce Harper, as we speak, is is throwing long toss along the first baseline with a first baseman's glove on for whatever that's worth. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, whatever that's worth? That's me. That's telling me he's coming in first base. Yep. Give me that. Yep. Give, Give me, me that. that. He can play it. Give me all that. All right. So that's uh, <laughs> that's where we're at with the Phillies. So that's where we're at with uh, with Nicole uh, sending out that tweet. All right. Let's do some birthdays here, and then we'll get back to the Eagles. Uh, first, I'm we good go- with that. Huh? I'm good with that. Yeah. First base. I am too. Give it to me. Get him on the field. Um, Al Pacino is 83 years old. Uh, you know, a goat for sure. For sure. Scarface. Scarface, Godfather, Scent of a Woman, Serpico. Uh, I'm leaving out a ton. A, l- a lot. A lot of Al Pacino. Heat. It's great in Heat. Heat, yep. All right. Uh, Renee Sel- Zellweger is 54. Who's had quite a career herself. Um, you know, she's won two Academy Awards and two British Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, Bridget Jones, Jones Diary. Yes, yeah. yes, for yeah. those. Uh, Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. He is 47 years old today. One of the all-time greats and, and just a, a winner in every sense of the word, Tim Duncan. He is 47. The great Ella Fitzgerald is, was born this day, 1917. Uh, Newport News, Virginia. Incredible singer. Incredible. Jason Lee, actor, uh, almost famous among uh, his other roles, is 53 today. Hmm. Hank Azaria, who not only does a lot of acting, but a lot of voiceover work, including The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 59 today. Uh, Guglielmo Marconi, the man who helped invent radio, was mm. born this day in 1874. Mm. Uh, so Marconi. Gina Torres, the actress, is 54 today. Uh, Joe Buck. Joe, Joe Buck's Buck, 54. Yep. Great. Yep. How old is he? 54 years 54 old. 54 now. Yep. He's from the Lou, Barrett. Yes. One of your guys. Um, Edward R. Murrow, the uh, the journalist, was born on this day in 1908. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, uh, is 71 years old today. Wow. 61. 61. Or 61, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 61 today. How about to uh, say, damn, he looks pretty good. No, he doesn't, though. Mm. He's still young. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Poyer's 32 years old today. Yeah, how many times Eagles are kicking themselves for that one? Yeah, he's carved out a pretty darn good career, man. Hey, have uh, you seen his other other half, though? Yes. Oh, strong? Strong, strong. What? You got to look that up. You got to look what? that up. Oh, you got to look that up, dude. I'm yeah, not going to tell you anything. You All right, I will. I'll do that research after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't look it up on your home computer. <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work. Yeah. I got you. Uh, uh, the uh, the great Talia Shire, Adrian, uh, and Connie in the in the Godfather is seventy seven today. Um, that's all I got. Birthdays. What do you guys have? Oh man, you missed the most important one. I mean, okay. he's my hero, Antonio Cromartie, thirty nine years old. Yeah, that boy got fourteen kids. 14. Yeah, yeah. He's got 14. Wow. 14 Eight, kids. Five different women. 14 kids. It ain't give him nothing to play when he was growing up. No. Nope. <laughs> Tells me my man's still, oh. still working. Maybe he's playing Let football. Let it ride. Let's go. Play, Let it ride. football somewhere else. Somewhere oh, my goodness. In another country. 14 kids, man. Jeez. Man, he couldn't even name them all. God bless. 
Yeah, oh, right. My so, all right, so he's turned 39. You said Tim Duncan, right? The yep. great Tim Duncan, yeah. yeah. Fundamental. But then uh, uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, is he today? Yeah, 43 okay. today. Channing Tatum's today? Yeah. Channing Tatum. No kid. Yep. Okay. But I'm done now. I just want to say Camardi. 14, <laughs> 14 kids. Uh, okay, you got let's it. see. We got uh, Sarah Paxton from the movie Last House on the Left, which is a crazy movie. 35. Uh, Daniel uh, Shorman is 31 actor. Jillian Bell, 22 drums, jump speed in the movie Fist Fight, which I thought was funny, is 39. Meadowlark Lemon, the great Meadowlark Lemon. Yeah, Globetrotter. Uh, yeah, uh, passed away in 2015. D'Angelo Williams, first round pick of the Carolina Panthers back in 2006. Yeah. He is 40. Did you say uh, Adria Aranya, the, uh, the no. actress? No. Uh, she, uh, have you seen a movie I've told you to watch at Six Underground on Netflix? No, I got it. It's oh, on Netflix. All right, I'm oh, going to watch it. I am going to watch it, Six Underground. Yeah, she was in Six Underground, Moribus, which is a good movie, and Triple Frontier. She's in that one also. Okay. She's 31. Uh, Jeffrey DeMond. Huh? Strong. Uh, I ain't saying nothing because my wife could be listening. Uh, ne- let's move on. Uh, Jeffrey DeMond, who played in The Green Mile and The Mist, is 76. Jack Ruby, uh, who assassinated uh, John F. Kennedy. No, he assassinated uh, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, Lee Harvey. Wait, yeah. Jack Ruby? Yeah, Jack Ruby, you're right. Lee yep. Harvey Oswald, you're right. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have Mario Edwards, uh, Tennessee Titans defensive end, 29. Yeah, good career. Uh, Eric Flowers, who's still a free agent right now, offensive tackle, 29. Yep. Arch Sleister, who ruined his career by gambling, is 63. Yeah. Here's one for you, Robbie, in the college basketball circles. Khalid Elamine. Oh, yeah. Oh, Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut, yep. He's 44. He won a, he won a national title. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, Danny Espinosa, <laughs> uh, infielder, is 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the other ones here? Oh, Randy Cross, the former great offensive lineman. Randy Cross, right guard center, 69. Uh, John Henry Lloyd. Who was one of the who is considered the greatest shortstop in Negro Leagues baseball history? The dude played 27 years, had a career batting average of 343. Dang. God. Played 27 years in the Negro Leagues, yeah. Um Damn. and then um, um Darren Woodson, who we may never hear from again, is 54. Darren Woodson. You all know the story on Woodson. No, I don't. Oh. oh no, that was Darren Sharper. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, Darren, Darren Woodson is 54. Well, okay. Darren Woodson was great, great player, yes. man. Yes. Yeah, Woodson was great player. Dallas. Well, so was Sharper before he went off the deep end. You know, he was a good player too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we lost a great one today too, Harry Belafonte. Oh, oh no, did he pass today? Oh, wow. Ninety. He was ninety-six wow. years young. Wow. Yes. That's uh, big. God bless him. Did wow. a lot. You know, not only was he a great uh, singer, actor, but activist. Uh, you know, during a time when the country you know, was vastly different. Uh, so, yeah, he, he passed away. But he had an incredible life. Incredible life lived, uh, for sure, for him. All right, movies. Um, they're okay. Baby Mama, uh, speaking of Cromarty, uh, Baby Mama, 2008. Um, Dr. Doolittle 3, yeah. 2006. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, 1997. Uh, not a ton else. Did you guys do anything else catch your, your, your eyes? Yeah, yeah, you have Har- Harold and Kumar escape Guantanamo Bay. I love those Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah, uh, escapes Guantanamo <laughs> Bay, two thousand eight, and the other woman, two thousand fourteen. 
Okay. Yeah. There was a ton else. I didn't see at least uh, there was all that interesting. Um, Joe Douglas speaking about the Aaron Rodgers move said it could be the best thing that ever happened to Zach Wilson. He can sit behind a guy, you know, red shirt a year or two and then be ready to rock and roll. Saying all the right things. And then him and Aaron can go on double dates. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron better not bring his his mother to the games. You know what I mean? It could be. Right, 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 right. right. Yes, there could be trouble. You never know. Uh, So Ian Cunningham, who is, uh, you know, Bears front office on Jalen Carter, who visited the Bears. That was one of their visits. He said, me personally. I think just spending more time with him and really getting to know him, we were able to, to, to be there with him. Our first conversation was at the combine, uh, you know, the second time was at his pro day. I think the more you spend more time you spend around him, the more you realize he's a good player, but you get to know him as a person. I think ultimately where we feel that it was the best decision for our organization, if we make that move. So Chicago, you know, nine, I think we're, we're we all sort of assume that they go offensive line, but maybe they go defense mm-hmm. possible. They spent a lot of money on defense this offseason, so who knows? Maybe. But you got to find a way to protect Justin Fields. If you want to find out, is he truly your franchise quarterback? You got to you got to plug the holes. You got to get the silly putty and plug the holes in that picket fence offensive line. Yeah. And you're in a prime position to do it this year. So Yeah. Yeah, I think you're doing him a, disjust, a, a disservice if he's constantly – running for his life like he did last year like i i, I don't he, obviously he didn't want to do that and it he was because he didn't he have had to yeah he didn't have protection and he didn't right. have you know the kind of receivers that he needed either no weapons yep make so, place. I mean, and then he didn't have a he didn't have um he didn't have a system that really fit him like no. everybody thinks he, he's a running quarterback now because he's, he's so fast Yes, he is fast, but he was a drop-back quarterback in college. He is a drop-back quarterback yes. by nature. Yes. He is not a runner like they're trying to make him run. He can run. You can see he's a great athlete, but he's one of those guys that he wanted to be – that's exactly what Stroud is. You know what I'm saying? A drop-back quarterback. Right, right. He just so happen to be fast like he is, and that's that's why he's doing what he's doing right now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you live and you learn. You learn how to be um, a guy that can go in and, and – and, and run whatever they tell him to run. So he's doing a good job of it right now, but they really need to protect him in the yeah. worst way. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you, Barrett. If you watched him play in college, that wasn't what his MO was. He, no, he has the all. ability to do it, but it's yep. not like he's looking to do that. It's no, just not who not. he is. Yep. So yeah, whatever ends up happening there, I, I would, Hey, if Carter falls, it's a different story. But for me, if I'm them, I'm taking, you know, either, uh, I guess there's a couple of different ways you could go. Yeah, Paris Johnson would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot of sense for them, yep. um, you know, for sure. Or if they trade back, maybe later they get Skaronsky if they end up, you know, wanting to go that route. But, um, all right, reminder, tomorrow we are going to have Brian Dawkins on the program. Yep. 1230. 1230. So, you you, you know, uh, mark the calendars, man. Set the clocks, alert the kids, wake up the pets, all that good stuff. <laughs> so he'll be at 1230 tomorrow. We may have another good surprise for you as well. Uh, tomorrow, but we're going to keep it rocking. We'll get you set for the for the entirety of the draft. We certainly uh, will keep our eye on the Sixers. We'll let you know what the Celtics did last night uh, and whether that series is going to start Saturday or not. The Phillies uh, taking on the Mariners as well. So a lot of ground to cover. Folks to thank, uh, how about Tone to Shields? Tone, excellent job as always. Big oh, thank yep. you, Tone. Great job, man. Uh, great job about out of everybody in the chat section. Uh, always keeping it light, having fun, and good debates as well. 
everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate you uh, for being with us each and every day. Tell a friend uh, if you have not. And don't go anywhere because we have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. That will be coming your way next. And we're back at it tomorrow. Reminder once again that Thursday uh, we'll be down at Ocean Casino Resort for not only Sports Take, but then later for our draft show uh, covering the entirety of the first round. So all kinds of good stuff in store. For Barrett, for Derek, I'm Rob. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you same time tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. 